Today's podcast is sponsored by First Amendment Comedy Takeover, July 23rd to the 28th. Go to factphilly.com. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news updates with Kathy Romano. Today is Monday. It is June 17th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. In the news this morning, a man was killed and five people, including teenagers, were injured during a shooting at a graduation party in southwest Philadelphia Sunday night. The shooting happened around 10 p.m. at Finnegan Playground near the intersection of South 70th Street and Buist Avenue. According to police, 60 people were attending the graduation party in the park when at least one person approached the crowd and opened fire. The motive is under investigation. Uh, There was nothing that suggested that there was a fight that preceded this Philadelphia police Commissioner Richard Ross said the victims included three boys ages 15, 16 and 17, a 16 year old girl and a 21 year old man. There was a 24 year old man uh, who had died. The teenagers were all shot in the legs or ankles and were listed in stable condition. The 21 year old uh, was shot in the elbow and is in stable condition. The 24 year old man was shot in the back and he was pronounced dead at the hospital. Were there shootings like this at the end of last season as well? Yeah. School season? Yeah. Just becoming a thing? Some of the graduation parties in the city. I guess. I don't know. Well, I, you it know, sounds, I mean, if there wasn't a fight, it no. sounds like they somebody came with Just, the intention yeah. to, to shoot. So maybe they had a beef against, I don't know, who knows. Police are continuing to search for the suspect. Residents in Sea Isle City are calling for a full-time fire department after flames erupted at a, a marina just weeks after a Memorial Day weekend fire that destroyed a home. Carmen Conti said that he was returning from an errand around 1230 Sunday when he saw the fire at his family's marina in the 300 block of 43rd place while sitting in traffic. He said he uh, was only out for about five minutes, but in that time the fire started in a shed and spread to his family's commercial fishing boat. Neighboring homes were evacuated and the smoke could be seen for miles. Fire crews from the city and neighboring towns battled the flames. There was gridlock on Sea Isle Boulevard as people stopped to watch. Conti believed that the fire began in a compressor next to the commercial fishing, fishing boat uh, named Addison Rose. His family owns a string of businesses on the block, including the restaurant Carmen's and Bait and Tackle Shop Two Chums. Conti said neither were affected and they remained open. Now, Conti's 15-year-old son CJ and an 18-year-old employee, Connor, were among those who worked to get the boats uh, at Two Chums away from the fire. At one point, the two teens were separated by the flames, but neither of the men were injured. Wow. Two people were taken to the hospital. One was released and did uh, did not suffer any injuries. Now, there have been a lot of fires in Sea Isle over the past few years, but Sunday's incident comes uh, just three weeks after a fire destroyed a home in the 5600 block of Central Avenue. Residents then blamed the fire's, uh, da- fire's damage on the volunteer fire company's response time. Uh, after this second fire, Seattle residents are again pushing for a full-time fire department so that they don't have to rely on the volunteers. After the uh, fire three weeks ago, there was a town hall to discuss the issue, and Carmen Conti actually told Action News uh, after Sunday's fire that he is on the board for that full-time department. Ragu pasta sauces are being recalled because they may contain fragments of plastic. Ms. Con America <sighs> Incorporated <laughs> issued a voluntary recall. The company says it has not re- uh, received reports of anyone consuming the plastic, but they issued the recall out of an abundance of caution. The affected sauces were produced between June 4th and June 8th. They include ragu's chunky tomato, garlic, and onion in various size jars, old world-style traditional in the 66-ounce jar, and then the old world-style meat in the 66-ounce jar. The voluntary recall is limited to the pasta 
pasta sauces with these specific production codes, which were distributed nationwide. Consumers who have purchased the recalled ragu sauces with the outlined code caps should call the ragu customer service hotline to receive a replacement. The customer service team is available Monday through Friday, 7.30 a.m. until 5 p.m. Uh, they will provide a replacement coupon to reporting customers, and they'll also make arrangements to retrieve the product for further examination. I can't imagine buying a 66-ounce <laughs> jar of spaghetti sauce, personally. Unless you have a pool. That you may yeah. need it. You may want to go pool. swimming. That's, That's a lot. lot. That's mm-hmm. a ton. That's wow. a big family. Yep. All right, in sports this morning. <laughs> The Phillies lost to the Braves yesterday yeah. afternoon in Atlanta, falling by a score of 15 to 1. What the f is this? I think we'll just leave it there. We don't need any of the details. The road trip continues in Washington, D.C. as the Phillies open up a four-game series against the Nationals. Jake Arrieta will get the start tonight, while Patrick Corbin will pitch for the Nats. Game time is at 7.05. At the Women's World Cup in Paris, the United States beat Chile 3-0 Man. on a record-setting night for South Jersey's Carly Lloyd. With the win, Team USA secured a spot in the round of 16. Lloyd scored twice in the first half to move into third on the all-time scoring charts for the Americans with uh, with 10 behind Michelle Akers and Abby Wambach and also became the first player to score in six consecutive World Cup games. Julie Ertz also found the back of the net. Next up for the Americans is their toughest match in the first round, Team Sweden, uh, which, will they, which they will play on Thursday. In golf, Gary Woodland clinched a victory at Pebble Beach and won the 2019 U.S. Open, needing only a bogey at 18 to win. Woodland sank a 30-foot putt for birdie to seal the win by three strokes and end Brooks Kopak's uh, two-year reign at the U.S. Open <clears throat> as the U.S. Open champ. And the in NBA news... Kepka. Kepka. That's okay. What? said Kopak's, but Kepka. Kepka. You, got your, you got your glasses on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's okay. The L.A. Lakers reached an agreement to acquire three-time All-NBA forward Anthony Davis from the New Orleans Pelicans for three players and three first-round draft picks. The Lakers will be able to partner Davis with LeBron James, sending Lonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram, and Villanova alum Josh Hart, and the picks, including the number four overall selection in Thursday's NBA draft to the Pelicans. And that's what I have for you this morning. Thank you, Kathy. Yes, if you have a thing for glasses and Kathy, today's the day to watch the Daily Rush video, so she's got her glasses on. You, you, normally, you normally wear contacts, right? But they I do were, always wear contacts. You've been I having never... like sinus problems and stuff. Is that part yes, of the Yes, and I'm reason? also running out of my contacts, and I have to go away this weekend, and I need to save them. <laughs> okay. <laughs> she was a re- listen. She was a trooper at the blood drive. Uh, I heard she, she had like medication on ice that she had to take, and it was, uh, yeah. but it was, uh, it was not good. No, mm-hmm. not fun, and it doesn't seem to be going away, which is great. Oh no. <laughs> Oh, wow. Well, well are you in. flying anywhere? Because the pressure will certainly no, help. No, and you know what? That's That also was a reason why I decided to save my contacts and wear my glasses. The pressure in my head when I would, like, bend down to pick up toys. Yeah, yeah. Jesus, toys I was cleaning up last night. <laughs> yes, I felt like my head was gonna uh, was going to explode. Yes. Oh, no. no, I don't have to fly anywhere. Okay. Right, uh, I'm going down to Rock Hall, Maryland for a wedding. Rock Hall, All right, baby. Rock Hall. Well, listen, folks, we welcome you. It is a Monday morning with the Preston and Steve show. And yes, speaking of the blood drive, we'll get some updates on that. And uh, whew, it was a long day of work. I am so glad I was there to be a part of it. <laughs> Listen. Uh, uh, no, I missed it. And I, uh, I'm i actually bummed out that I missed it. I saw pictures of people riding bicycles and stuff around yeah, me. Yeah, buddy. Uh, it was cool. The area. It looked like it was a lot of fun, actually. All the time, Preston, I was saying, I have to imagine this is going to be the most drunk Preston's ever been in his life. <laughs> but you seem to be doing pretty 
pretty well not today. Not ever in my life, yeah. but uh, I'm I'm going to take a break <laughs> okay. for a little while. <laughs> Try out. I learned a phrase from yeah. my, my best friend's son, uh, and we we got up Saturday morning before I, I went to St. Louis for the for the parade for the uh, Stanley Cup parade, and I've never heard this term before. <laughs> But it made total sense, and it will be a bit of a a, a motto for party days like this. He right. said, "When we woke up after we spent the night before partying, he goes, <laughs> he goes, can't drink all day if you don't start in the morning." <laughs> <laughs> you never heard of that? Wow, no, you never heard that? Before. No, that's an old phrase. Yeah, yeah. I've never oh, heard that's that awesome. one. And <laughs> you can't drink all day if you don't start in the morning. He's 11 years then, old, right? And then right after that, <laughs> yeah, that's what I heard oh immediately. Oh, my God. Like, oh, my God. Here we go. We're going to want to hear about that. Uh, it was a good time. Speaking of hockey, uh, we are we do have a, a couple of hockey-themed guests that are going to be on the show this morning. We are going to talk to the head coach of the St. Louis Blues and former Flyer Craig Berube today, Stanley Cup champion, uh, just to get his feel on it. And I tell you what, man, the love for that guy and Philadelphia – was amazing while I was there. It was such a synergistic thing because of that. Jacks had a float, correct? No. Oh, I thought it they ended did. Ended up not happening. And uh, I was in contact with those guys while I was there. I met up with them, and the float thing ended up not happening, Damn. unfortunately. But they were. Listen, I got a picture of Mike, who we had on the show a couple of times. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Drinking <laughs> beer out of the Stanley Cup. Whoa, wow. Jesus. Yeah, wow. Exactly. So <laughs> it was good for them. Yeah, yeah. They ended up with the team, had their, their private parties and all this stuff. Cool. I was kind of, they, they kind of rallied. You know, Mike was like, oh, we're going to be at this place. There's a VIP party and all this stuff. And I'm like, I'll never get in. I, you know, and I ended up just hanging with my friends instead of sure, uh, sure, yeah. instead of trying to, to, you know, shoehorn myself into that stuff. But I was really happy for them. They were having a blast. I mean, I, I will we'll recap it later, but you, you can't believe it. You can't believe that that story of this little club in Philadelphia how it was what everyone was talking about. So everyone, I was at the airport about to get on a plane, yeah. and I overhear a conversation of two guys three tables over, and that's all they were talking about. So our perception that this was more had more gravitas here is not true. It was permeating out there as well. Oh yeah, okay. Because we, we consider time. this a nice. This in a way really was a uh, a Stanley Cup win for Philadelphia. <laughs> kind of, <laughs> sort of. I mean, not at all. Not at all. But yeah, there, yeah. There, was a, there was a cool connection. But I'm telling you, those those Play Gloria uh, shirts yeah. and signs huh. and stuff were everywhere. Well, everywhere. And I don't ever want to hear that song again for the rest of my life. Because <laughs> all I heard oh, while no. I was out there. Marissa built a uh, cardboard facsimile of you to be I at saw. the Blood Drive. Yeah. Uh, and you were wearing your uh, Gloria shirt. You know, yeah. Play Gloria. So it was, uh, it was very interesting as far as that Philadelphia connection and all that threading through that entire celebration out there. So we're going to talk to Craig Gru- uh, Berube. We'll talk to him about that. And... Also, on the, the hockey side of things, Chris Terrian is going to be huh. uh, here in our studio this morning. He has an event coming up. It's on Wednesday at Harris in Atlantic City. And we're going to get more of the information about that from him when he gets here. But it's called Street Life Concert. Uh, so we'll spend some time with Chris. And he's got some very personal things he wants to talk about. He does, yeah. Well. He wants to open up a little bit. Yeah, so that'll be at uh, 9 o'clock today. Uh, we also have as a meet need today Steve's signature event that he's been promoting for a while. And it is coming up this Thursday. It's called the Mutiny on the Mushaloo Mew 2. And officially doing a meet need here today. How about that? And it's yeah. more than just that, Preston. It's really your best chance to preserve my marriage. Oh. Think about it that way. <laughs> okay. All right. 
If you are yeah. happy with Steve being happily married, if you want me to maintain my happiness event, exactly. <laughs> hey, listen, these events and planning them are so stressful for the oh people God. who run it. So it's unbelievable. I, I support you one hundred percent and your wife, Steve. I, I, it's going to be wonderful on Thursday. Uh, by the way, for people who are wondering, I, I, because it's on, you know, the, at the deck of the Mashulu. There's covering, so the weather doesn't impact. Yeah, it doesn't yeah, matter. It doesn't matter. All right, so that means uh, the the food or part of the food partners involved in the event are going to be here. Zaz ice cream, uh, tuck-ins, s'mores, nothing, bunt cakes, and uh, mixy chicks macaroons are stopping by today. Some good ass. I hope you guys, uh, uh, you know, are in the mood for some sweets this morning. Always. Casey's like, let's roll. All right. <laughs> oh, time to get near. These things and more are going on today. I'll get you the update on the uh, Word of the Week prize and all that stuff in just a little bit. We're going to go ahead and take a break, come back in a second, because i got a big stack of entertainment stories I'm going to pass along to you, along with a stupid question and some giveaways. We have movie screening passes for Toy Story 4 tonight that we'll oh. give away, too. So get set. we got a lot to get to on this Monday morning. We'll be right back. Stream WMMR anywhere you have an internet connection. Check out the mobile app or go to WMMR.com. You'll figure it out from there. Diamond jewelry doesn't have to be expensive. Have fun buying jewelry for someone you love and don't hate the price you pay. Feel the difference online at IHateStevenSinger.com with free shipping. Buy real diamonds from a real jeweler. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. All right, so we're going to do a stupid question this morning. We're going to give away a pair of Longwood Garden tickets. Uh, and the question that we have is as follows. Name the state that chose the sunflower as its state flower. Mm. 215-263-WMMR. Call now. Name the state that chose the sunflower as its state flower. Call right now. I'm going to go through some birthdays today. It is Monday, June 17th. Thomas Hayden Church. Has his birthday today. Love him. Started off on the uh, TV show Wings, and yeah, and then he ended up uh, in a bunch of movies, Sideways being one of the top ones. He was actually a good villain in the third Spider-Man movie, but it was just too much. Yeah, it was way too much. Way too much. Agreed, yeah. Uh, but uh, he's great. We've had him on before. Very funny. Nice guy. 59 years old today. Nick's best friend, Will Forte, has his You birthday. son of a bitch! <laughs> Have you reached out to him yet? Oh, yeah, Nick? we hang out all the time. Okay. Yeah, we were going to go come to the Mashula thing on, on Thursday, Steve, but no. uh, he didn't want to hang out with me. Maybe you. I'd forgive you if you do that. <laughs> He's stealing my best friend. 49 today, Saturday Night Live, 30 Rock, MacGruber, the Lego movie, and uh, what was the name of the show? Last Man Standing? Last Man Standing, which Last was... Last Man on Earth. Last Man on Earth. Last which Man on Earth. Which is hilarious. Last Man Standing is uh, Tim, Tim Allen. Allen. Right. Uh, so, Will Forte is 49 today. Jason Patrick. Yeah. Michael. Michael. From the Lost Boys. Mikey. I think probably his greatest screen achievement, Speed 2. Oh, yes. Which takes place on a on a vehicle that can exceed 19 knots. Do you remember the, uh, the it was Speed 2? Yeah. And then it had another name to it. I don't remember that. Cruise Control. Because yeah. it's on the cruise. Oh and once you said it, it keeps going at the same speed. So, you know, it's like unbelievable. the movie speed. So. It's amazing how boring you can make a movie. Wow. Uh, I never gave it the time of day. I never saw it. Uh, I will say, though, uh, what is that movie? Narc. There's a movie called Narc that, that is really, really great press. If you ever had a chance to check it out. Okay. Uh, I know you won't. You should check that out. I won't. Yeah. Like this. He's 53 today. <laughs> uh, Greg Kinnear, uh, as good as gets. Uh, Little Miss Sunshine. Lots of great movies. Autofocus, which is a very disturbing film. 
about uh, actor. What was his name? Bob Crane. Bob Crane. Yeah. And Bob Crane was uh, wow. was brutally murdered. Uh, he was uh, he was into levels of kink that you can scarcely imagine. The guy wow. from Hogan's Heroes. Yeah. The guy from Super Dad. Mm-hmm. Remember the Disney movie? Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, there and that all those scenes, Preston, are based on. You know, people have seen a lot of that. What went on? Mm-hmm. Now, there's a scene where he's sitting in his basement with his buddy, played by Willem Dafoe, and and they just start taking care of themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, you said brutally murdered. How was he murdered? Was he was he clubbed like, to death. He was beaten to death. Yeah, he, was, he was beaten to death with uh, like video equipment. Yeah, like, like a, a tripod. Like a, a tripod. Yeah. Uh, he's 56 today. Uh, Greg Kinnear, not Bob Crane. He's dead. Yeah. Uh, Joe Piscopo. <laughs> Uh, celebrates his birthday today. He's 76. I got a lot of them. I'm just going to zip right through some of these. Uh, Newt Gingrich. Yes. Uh, is 76 Newt. years old today. He's the Joe Piscopo politics. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> That's, uh, We're just... trying to draw them together, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Some sort of thing that binds them all together. Barry Manilow. Yes. Yeah. Barry Manilow. Newt Gingrich of music. <laughs> well, they're the same age. He's 76 as well today. Wow. Boy, Barry Manilow had way, way, way... Way too much plastic surgery done on his face. He looks like a bird of prey right now. <laughs> yeah, he really does. He looks like a, he looks. I I would say he's like a peregrine falcon. I think yeah. most. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember Preston. You know, how occasionally in your life, <laughs> you would purchase a record that you kind of held close as you left. A, yeah, yeah. Don't uh, let anybody I see it. A Perry Manilow record. Uh, I think it was the greatest hits. Well, he wrote the songs, man. Yeah. And make the whole world sing. He's 76. Uh, Venus Williams uh, is 39 years old today. Sensational. Yep, absolutely. Uh, Jello Biafra uh, from the Dead Kennedys, local uh, from Philadelphia, right? Oh, I believe so, 61 yeah. 61 years old today. Uh, and then the last birthday I saw is Kendrick Lamar, the rapper and songwriter. Okay. And Kendrick Lamar is 32 years old today. Didn't he, uh, wasn't he identified by then-President Obama as his favorite uh, musician? I don't remember. Maybe. Yeah. Well, happy birthday to everybody celebrating birthdays today. All right, let's see if we can get an answer to the stupid question. Uh, name the state that chose the sunflower as its state flower. And I will go to Matt to see if we can get the answer. Hey, Matt. Matt just hung up. Okay. What? Uh, I will go to Laura then. Hey, Laura. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. <laughs> Aren't you happy that Matt hung up? Yes, I am. All right, Laura, do me a favor. Tell me the answer. What state adopted the sunflower as its state flower? That would be the fine state of Kansas. That is correct. <laughs> we were just talking about Kansas. That is correct. We had uh, Chris Porter on. He's from Kansas. Uh, Laura... We got for you a pair of Longwood Gardens tickets. By the way, my wife just took uh, my daughter and her friends to Longwood Gardens. That's where she wanted to go yeah. for a um, uh, like a, an end of the year party, and they had a blast. They had a great time. Were they there all day? They were there all day. Uh, so, like, I I've been there before, but I didn't realize like you can actually spend all yeah. day there. Yeah. I mean, there's so much to do now. It's uh, great. From morning's first blush to a rainbow every evening, summer's Whoa. colors await at Longwood Gardens. Take in fountains, concerts, and acres of flowers all season long. And tickets are available at longwoodgardens.org. Oh. There it is. At the box office this weekend, number one was uh, Men in Black International. It was a very, very slow weekend at the movies, but uh, they managed to come out on top of 28 uh, mil. For a 28 plus mil. Summer opening, that's that's pretty slight. Yep. Yeah, I, I heard it was... Mm, I mean, we, we had a screening of it last week, and... Um, that was the Bill Western review. It's... Mm, <laughs> that did sound like yeah. a Bill Western mm, review. I give it two. Mm. They said mediocre at best. Yeah. 
Uh, well, anyhow, it was enough to, to get it number one, but it was slow all around. The, the box office followed up by The Secret Life of Pets 2, Aladdin, Dark Phoenix, Rocket Man. Number six was Shaft, followed by Godzilla, King of Monsters, John Wick 3, and Late Night. And rounding up the block box office was Ma. Ma! Number 10. <laughs> All right, where do we begin? We begin with Cuba Gooding Jr. His lawyer, Mark J. Heller, claims that the footage of the actor with a woman who accused him of improperly touching her proves his innocence. Some disagree with Heller's conclusion, saying that it shows Gooding Jr. touching a woman improperly. The snippet was published by TMZ and appears to show uh, Gooding at NYC's excuse me, Magic Hour Rooftop Bar and Lounge. As he puts his hand on or near the woman's leg and breast as his girlfriend, Claudine De Niro, sat between them. Heller told the Los Angeles Times, he's not alleged to have touched a leg. He was sitting with Claudine privately and this woman was literally stalking them, following them from place to place. Cuba is a very, very polite man. He would never rebuff a fam. But this woman literally sat almost on top of Claudine. Well, that you you do see that in the video. So they're uh, they're sitting by themselves, and then she comes over and sits really close to them. Uh, Heller continues uh, saying that uh, Gooding is alleged to have squeezed her breast, but that he did not see any indication of that in the video. He said there's not a scintilla of criminal conduct revealed on that tape. Uh, Gooding has pleaded not guilty to misdemeanor charges, including one count of forcible touching and one count of sexual abuse in the third degree, according to the complaint filed by the Manhattan District Attorney. And uh, he's free on bail now, so we'll see what uh, legally ends up happening. Actress Dakota Johnson and Coldplay frontman Chris Martin have reportedly split. These are according to sources. Now, a source, in fact, told The Sun there was talk of engagement, but now he says that they've gone their separate ways, which has come <sighs> as a real surprise to everyone. It's the power of the goop. Uh, Martin, who is 40. Once you've had the goopster. Uh, Martin, who is 42, and Johnson, who is 29, were first linked in January of 2018 when they, when they were spotted together at a fashion show. While they didn't talk a lot about their relationship, they sealed their commitment in ink with matching infinity tattoos in September. Mm, infinity lasts two years. Yeah, yeah right? Yeah. How long is infinity? Two years and beyond. Yeah. Two years. <laughs> two years and beyond. I didn't like this pairing anyway, so. I'm I, with you. Listen, yeah. I didn't want them to get married, but I thought they should stay together for a little bit, you know. They I, did, two years. That's still not enough. <laughs> that's, not that's... enough to find love. <laughs> mm. Uh, I do have love coming up later on. Yes, we have that love coming up later on in the uh, entertainment report. Uh, The pair also vacationed with Johnson's ex, uh, Gwyneth, and her husband, Brad Falchuk, in the Maldives over the the Christmas New Year's break. Yes, we're heading off to the Maldives. Won't you join us? I'll bring plenty of goop. So here's who I want him to date. I want him to date another musician, and I think he and Brandi Carlisle should get together. Isn't she gay? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Is she gay? That's just a technicality. Yeah. I think she is. Oh, well, then well, never mind. He'll, he'll wear a long wig. <laughs> Why those two? Uh, because I really like her, and uh, I really like him. And I think that they would be uh, two great tastes that taste great together. Okay, yeah. all right. Yes. But musically, you think they, uh, is uh, do they, I, I don't know Brandy Carlisle. So. Uh, well, no, they can. Yeah, why'd you even bring that up? <laughs> uh Musically, they can do their own things. I don't need them to hook up together to make music together. I you, just she's married to a woman. So oh, you, man. Well, well, they, there you go. It's never going to happen. You never know. That's true. You never know. It could happen. Uh, well, it looks like uh, anything can happen. Look at Caitlyn Jenner. Caitlyn That's was, right. was a man at we one point. We live in a crazy wackadoodle world. That's right. Well, Caitlyn Jenner has made her feelings uh, known 
about Khloe uh, Kardashian's uh, ex and made them crystal clear. On Sunday, the former Olympian shared a heartfelt Father's Day post paying special tribute to, quote, all the dads in my life. All the dads in my life, mm-hmm. especially the ones right now wearing pumps. Uh, after starting with her father, William, Caitlin gave a shout-out to sons Bert, Brandon, and Brody. I know, I, did, I didn't realize the, the B thing. They did that too, didn't they? Uh-huh. As well as Rob Kardashian. That one. He uh, was a mistake. Caitlin went on to mention uh, Kim's husband, Kanye, Courtney's ex, Scott Disick, and daughter Kylie's boyfriend, Travis Scott. Bo, but did he shade uh, Tristan? Yes, she did. Yes, he did. He yes, shaded. she did. I'm sorry. Uh, he, she wrote... Watch that. She wrote, to all the dads in my life, happy Father's Day, starting with my father, a World War II veteran, dad, Bert, Brandon, Kyle. No, I'm sorry, not Kyle. There is no Kyle. <laughs> oh, my God. Kanye. So Kyle, when, so, so, Lonnie, and Jugdish. <laughs> I have lots to talk about. Clayton. <laughs> yeah, you, you're going to have lots to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that boy is a P-I-G-P. <laughs> she wrote to all the... <laughs> guess what I am now. <laughs> no guesses? No one knows. <laughs> she wrote... No, that is it. I'm just this. She wrote to all the dads in my life, happy Father's Day, starting with my father, a World War II veteran. Dad, Bert, Brandon, Kanye, Rob, Scott, and Travis, happy Father's Day. This is alongside a slideshow of images of all the proud papas. However, there was one father connected to the Kardashian-Jenner siblings who didn't make the list, and you were correct, Steve Tristan Thompson was left out of that list. So I remember when I was in Nam. It was a little tricky. Took out a whole encampment of Charlie. <laughs> hmm. A nice little trip. Today, I was, I was, as I was picking out my pantyhose. Uh, hey, you know what? I have a play. I'm, I'm going to play a little clip, Steve, a little audio. This is not one of the, the clips that we do at the end of the Entertainment Report. Right. Uh, but apparently, O.J. Simpson has announced that he's on Twitter. Yes. I've, I've not. This is a video. This became, so this popped up on my uh, Twitter page. Okay. Uh, someone retweeted it. Uh, I guess he did it uh, over the weekend, Friday perhaps at the earliest. But yes, he has joined Twitter mm-hmm. and he is, again, he thinks Naked Gun just came out and uh, double murders were not committed and that we're just waiting to find out how we can reintegrate OJ back into our lives. Okay. So here's a clip. I've not heard this yet. Hey, Twitter world. This is yours truly. Now, coming soon to Twitter, you'll get to read all my thoughts about opinions on just about everything now there's a lot of fake oj accounts out there so this one at the real oj 32 is the only official one so this should be a lot of fun i got a little getting even to do so god bless take care i got a little getting I even got, to do i got a little getting even to do Jeez. Wow. Way, 32 is my goal for how many heads i have in a basket wow i mean maybe pick other words mm. yes but he is, has no sense of his of the public's perception of him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, but I'm, but I, I'm thrilled. I just cannot wait till he's posting on Twitter regularly. One might want to live a quiet lifestyle after all that that guy has I had. Don't want uh, yeah, I know, right? Yeah, I will make you love me. Yeah, right? do you know what happens when you rebuff me? Wow. Do you want to go there? Wow. How about no social media? Just wonder, live. Linked, LinkedIn at most. Yeah. Yeah. Can yeah. you see how many? It was yeah. over half a million last night. Okay. All right. And he just signed up over the weekend, I guess. So, yeah. all right. We'll, we'll see. How I'm on Tinder now. Yeah. Did any of you guys follow him? Oh, hell no. No. No, I don't want to give this guy any 
any attention whatsoever. Yeah, I don't, I don't as much as possible. Yeah, yeah I'm yeah. following the Gacy, uh, John Wayne Gacy estate. So. <laughs> All right, moving on. Uh, Jennifer Aniston and Adam Sandler, who have been friends for decades, play a married couple in their new movie. Uh, and they had to pucker up for the new film. It's called Murder Mystery. And Aniston was literally counting down the days before their big scenes. Sandler was telling the Associated Press in an interview, he said, she loves it. He said, she sends me texts, nine days till kissing. Here it comes. <laughs> so she was totally playing yes, with him. Yes, yeah, yeah. Which yeah. is hilarious. They uh, are good friends. They are. And uh, she had added with a laugh, yeah, get ready. However, the actress went on to share that before the camera started rolling, she made sure that Sandler did one very important thing to prepare. Uh, and he said, "I." she said, I did have him learn to oil the beard up a little bit. <laughs> and he, he concurred and said, yeah, she wanted me to have uh, a nice soft beard. Uh, when it actually came time to shoot their kissing scenes... Adam said that his real-life wife, Jackie, who makes a brief cameo in the film playing, quote, great-looking flight attendant, that's her <laughs> her uh, oh, okay. title, uh, was maybe a little too enthusiastic. He said, when we kissed, the only awkward part is hearing my wife on the side go harder, harder, kiss her harder and deeper. <laughs> uh, he said, Go they, deeper. He said, they, meaning Jackie and the kids, watched the kissing they loved it. They love Aniston, and they want her to have good things, and they say, give her something nice. And Aniston added that that was awkward. So how difficult would it be were you to be cast in a play alongside, say, Kathy? It'd be it, very difficult for her. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and you on. had to have that a passionate be, kiss. Yeah, that would be awkward for both of us. Yes, it would be a little bit awkward. <laughs> what about but, me? It'll be a little but do you know what? No, what I would do, though, to ease things up what? is right before we'd kiss, I would say, I want you, girl. Oh, oh dear. God. I want you, girl. Uh, or would it be that or I'm going to make you feel so good? Yeah, which one yeah. would be Either better? Either or. Kathy, which is worse? <laughs> I'm going to make you think about cleaning. I think the um, yours, Casey, because yeah. then it reminds me of you. So then it's like a double dose a double of hell. Yeah. It's like being double teamed by Casey and Preston. Seriously. <laughs> what girl doesn't dream about that? What? Eiffel Tower. All right. Um, I'm going to make you feel so disappointed. <laughs> Nightmare. Murder Mystery, which is now streaming on Netflix, is the second film that they've made together over the years. In 2011, they were in a movie called Just Go With It. I yeah. don't remember that. So she, he's trying to use her to get, um, Bro- was it Brooklyn Decker? Who, who is it? Just the, another girl. Another super yeah. hot okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. So. I watched it. Uh, it's okay. Is it okay? Yeah, it's but okay. Some of the Sandlers, yeah. even yeah. to me, bad Sandler is still pretty. Like even little Nicky, I I, I yeah. really enjoy. Yeah. So he, it's he has to go a great distance to do, do something that's unwatchable. That Jack and Jill thing that he did, where he played his own twin sister. Yeah, that was pretty bad. Yeah. Uh, so anyhow, that's out. If you want to see it, uh, Chris Randone and Crystal Nielsen, who fell in love and got engaged on Bachelor in Paradise last June. I love you. Exchanged vows in front of fellow Bachelor Nation alum on the site of their very first date in Mexico. Bachelor Nation. Mm -hmm. So, uh, Nelson said, we are so excited to start this new chapter of our lives together. Here we are in Mexico. Ooh la la. (laughs) Uh, So... She said, uh, "We will, <laughs> we will have each other's backs forever." Was apparently her uh, comment about I that. I like that kind of sex. <laughs> Turn around. Randone and Nielsen, both thirty-one, uh, became husband and wife in an intimate ceremony officiated by Chris Harrison. Oh my God! They went the full distance at the Vidante Hotel in Puerto Vallarta. Uh, Vidante for- means whale's vagina. <laughs> 
Former Paradise castmates and Bachelor stars were on hand, including Ashley uh, Iconetti and Jared Hebon. Um, Thank you for coming. I'm his best man. You're the best, bro. No, you are. <laughs> <laughs> they all talk the same, yeah. so yeah. <laughs> Becca Cuffrin and Ben Higgins, they were there as well to witness the I Do's. When I first met him, he said, I love this woman. I love her, and I want to pork her bad. <laughs> That's, he's giving yeah. a speech at we the... Were taking a balloon ride over a volcano, and I knew I'd love her forever. Yeah. Uh, so the, uh, and they then did the mom the... gets up. He's my little boy. <laughs> <laughs> They're all from the yeah. exact same yeah. gene pool. Go for it. Uh, so this capped off their whirlwind romance. Uh, Randone, a sales trainer, and Nielsen, a fitness coach, uh, each went on dates with other Paradise cast members, and eventually they found their way to each other and remained hot and heavy throughout the season. I wonder which one of these uh, shows has yielded, uh, and, and there's not a lot of them, no matter which one you look at, but which one has yielded the most marriages? Actual marriages. Actual yeah, marriages. Yeah, that have yeah. lasted more right. than a calendar year, right? Yes, that, okay. are not, that, were, that aren't annulled within a month. That yeah. are real. Yeah, yeah. That, that, yes, that went for just to make it look nice for a while, and then everybody would forget about it by the time exactly. they Exactly. Yeah. So, in the end, Randome proposed with a two-carat, pear-shaped, Neil Lane ring, and they sealed the deal with the marriage. Look account. at how hard it is. Yeah. Uh, by the way, I got a text from uh, Nick Murphy. Can I get, can I go back to the OJ thing? Are we going back? Did yeah. you notice Nick notices? And he's right. OJ, sorry, let me turn this music off. Sounds like Mr. McDowell from Coming to America. Did you guys notice that Mr. at all? Mr. McDowell. From Who's Coming that guy? To... John Amos? John Amos. Yeah. John Amos. Uh, all right, let's try it. Here we go. Hey, Twitter world, this is yours truly. Now, coming soon to Twitter, you'll get the... Read all my thoughts and opinions on just about everything. This is America, Jack. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Leon. A bit. A bit. <laughs> yeah. uh, John, yeah. A little bit. He, uh, OJ now, sounds more murdery. Oh, my God. There's a lot of fake OJ accounts out there. So this one, at the real OJ32, is the only... O- His voice has gotten a little deeper. It's gotten a little, little deeper. Yeah. 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 I, I tweeted out right after I saw him. I retweeted his tweet out, and it said... Um, because it's the truth. I said, you, you got to admit it. He looks he really looks good. Great. I, yeah. I, I said, uh, don't, age, yeah. double yeah. murderer, don't crack. Yeah. yeah. Murder, Everybody should crack. go out and murder two people yeah. if they want to look that good. That's how uh, I keep my youth. Uh, the original ending for the movie Pretty Woman was about as grim as it gets, Julia Roberts reveals. In a conversation with Patricia Arquette for Variety, Arquette herself reveals that she auditioned for a dark, grittier version of Pretty Woman, and Roberts ended with the role, but in an upbeat <clears throat> rom-com. So this is what um, uh, Patricia Arquette said. Many, many, many years ago, one of my early auditions was for a movie called 3000. Most people don't know that 3000 was the original Pretty Woman script, and the ending was really heavy, she says. Uh, and this was kicking off the interview with uh, Julie Roberts. Roberts recalls that the script ended with her character being thrown out of a car before the driver threw the money on top of her, as memory serves, and just drove away, leaving her in some dirty alley. And I was reading the interview, and she says, this this isn't my my kind of movie. And then then it hit Disney. And that's it. So that's what she says. Yeah, so Arquette says, so it... it, uh, it really read like a gritty art movie when you first read it. It was uh, it was that incarnation when she said the role uh, she landed the role is for a small movie company that folded shortly after, and the script landed at Disney. And she said, "I thought Disney went to Disney. What are they going to do? Animate it?" 
And then uh, she said, Gary Marshall came in. This is um, uh, this is Julia Roberts talking. Gary Marshall came in, and because he's a great human being, he felt that it would only be fair to meet me since I got this job three days and, and lost it. And they changed the whole thing, and it became more something that is in my wheelhouse, she said. So R- Richard Gere, when he was in here, he was talking about it. And we, you know, he said, you know, he, he described it as, yeah, but it's Disney hookers. You right. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And that's how it ended up. But, I mean, it ended up being a huge success and really was the uh, the launch pad for her career. That was her career, yeah. Yep. Uh, let's see. Bella Thorne posted naked pictures of herself after she says she was threatened with their release by a hacker. She beat him to the punch. Yeah, so this happens sometimes. People will get a hold of these and they say, I'm going to release them unless you give me this money. And they're like, all right, whatever, I'll put them out. And that's what this, that's what she did. She said, I can sleep better tonight knowing that I took my power back. Here's the photos he's been threatening me with. In other words, here's my boobies. Uh, so I, She's I, been close to it anyway. She, yeah. she posts very provocative pictures online. Exactly. That's I, why I put up all those pictures of my balloon not a year ago. It's probably a good idea to just, just, in, just jump in, case. in front. Here's my butthole. Here's my balloon knot. Just in Here's case. what it looks like in case anyone has pictures. Yeah. <laughs> you never know, and you wouldn't want to give the power to someone else. What a great idea. Right? Do that now. Pre- I'm, absolutely. If you're Everyone, home right now, share your, share your bunghole pick. <laughs> take your phone. And take your power back. Take the power back. That's right. Before somebody else gets it. She's in an inch. You know, she's one of these very lovely young ladies who, who dates one dirt bag after another. Yeah, yeah, I know. And she's also uh, she she posts a lot of very sexy photos she of herself. And, yes, and you see that a lot from girls her age. And you know, eventually she'll go. Mm, I probably shouldn't have done. Yeah, that. Uh, but whatever. The balloon knot picture. She's in I don't know who's on the balloon. Who is she? She's an actress. She was on a show on Nickelodeon, I believe. Called was it Shut Up and Dance or it was it was a dance show. Her and Zendaya. Oh, so she was a singer. No, they were. They were no. <laughs> Damn it, I missed it. God damn no, it. She, she was, was a dancer. dancer. Dance? Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> She was in an Adam Sandler movie too, right? Was she, she was. She, she was blended. She was, yeah, blended. So she was a very sort of um, uh, tomboyish girl. And so I forget who who is the, the woman in it uh, who is. Uh, Drew, Barrymore? Drew Barrymore. Yeah. Hold uh, on. Nick. Does her up. I'm, I'm going to go. I want to see what they. It would have been the beginning of her career, what the name of that show was. Was she a singer? It was Shake It Up. That was it. Shake, Shake it, up. it Up. Yeah, her in uh, Zendaya, right? Yeah. Isn't that I, correct? I missed the Bella Thorne boat. Uh, yeah, but she's uh, she's uh, taken the power back and she's posted pictures of her boobies. Uh, Empowerment through balloon knots. Chloe uh, Kardashian and Lonar, Lamar Odom may not be together anymore, but since Chloe can still celebrate his success, she did so on Friday. The former NBA player shared a lengthy note from her about his memoir, Darkness to Light, which has landed on the number six spot in the New York Times bestsellers list for sports and fitness. Uh, he captioned it, Wow, don't know where to begin. We did this. We made a New York Times bestsellers list for my book, Darkness to Light. Uh, what felt like a lifetime of writing and working on this project finally came to light, and I am grateful to you all. It, it was a lifetime when you're typing with just one finger. He said, your continued support and love is appreciated. It took a lot of courage for me to get so raw and candid with you all, but I wanted you guys to get my true story. In response, highlighted by comments by celebs, she wrote, this is what uh, apparently Chloe wrote. Dearest Lamar. <laughs> No. I'm thinking about you right now, and I'm so proud of what you did with your book. Listen, it didn't work out with us. I was just a crazy young woman who had no idea what I wanted out of life. But really, <sighs> congratulations. 
Jeez, <laughs> good to think lord. About that, that last bit for a second there. Uh, so that you was. Probably give my heart. No, not teletype. I wanted I'm a very busy type. I'm wanting to check my stocks. <laughs> All right, anyhow, no. Actually, what she wrote... She's like Gomez Adams standing next to the machine at home. What she wrote was, look at God. Look at him! Three look at what he has done! What have he wrought? <laughs> look at him! What does that mean, look at God? I don't know. I, I don't understand. Okay, so she wrote, look at God. It's like a maze balls? Three exclamation points. Uh, congratulations, Lammy. You're my little lamb. Keep shining. What? I used to work on a sheep farm. I wouldn't shear them. I'd just grab their lips and rip the flesh right off. <laughs> grab their lips? Yeah, and just pull back towards their asses. <laughs> the entire skin would come off. Oh, God. No, Chloe, wow. no! Okay. Use the razor! All right, well, uh, anyhow, she wrote... Chloe, sorry. She wrote, look at God. Look at him! <laughs> what does that mean? I don't know. Uh, Won't you go blind if you keep staring up? Yeah, you're supposed to, right? Yeah, yeah you can't. We assume God's up there, see right? Him in his hole. Doesn't live in Kensington in an apartment. It will destroy you. Uh, congratulations, Lammy. Keep shining. So that's what she wrote. You're my widow, widow, widow. All right. Oh, you know what? One more thing, because Courtney Cox celebrated her 55th birthday, and she uh, toasted her birthday with a little help from her uh, famous friends. And by that, friends, I mean the TV show friends. Jennifer Those friends? Jennifer Aniston and Lisa Kudrow celebrated with her. That's nice. Uh, Cox shared a selfie of the trio writing, how lucky am I to celebrate my birthday with these two? I love you girls so much. So uh, it was Aniston and... Kudrow. Kudrow. And uh, And a picture with Cox. And Cox, yeah. yeah, Friend. Yep. Aniston, Kudrow were with Cox. (laughs) Correct. Uh, We see a picture of Jennifer Aniston with Cox. Yep. All right, let's do that. You can find it anytime on Pornhub. I'm sure you can. Let's do the clips now. Things may appear to be fancy and perfect in Grand Hotel, Mm. but family drama faces the longtime hotel owners here. Rosalind Sanchez discusses how the mother role was a difficult one to navigate. Here we go. First of all, I've been a mom before on TV, but I have never played a mom of adult children. You know, and my kids are very different. There's a lot of issues within that trio. And then to be able to gel these two families together, it becomes very dysfunctional. You're a complete dirty whore. Uh, Grand Hotel premieres tonight, 10 o'clock on ABC. They've done this. uh, Well, there was the classic great movie, Grand Hotel. Then there was a series with Connie Selica. Do you remember that? And I guess this is another one. Mm -hmm. It was just called Hotel. Well, it's a hotel. It's based on Grand Hotel, yeah. yeah. Uh, Here's the next clip. After the emotional conclusion of Toy Story 3, Toy Story 4 has a lot to live up to. In this clip, Tom Hanks explains how seriously Pixar is taking the challenge to make this movie special. Here we go. Everybody who's ever worked on any Toy Story movie does not take their responsibility lightly in order to test this and not put it out until there's a reason to. And it will live up to the imprimatur of all the other Toy Story movies. Yeah! Uh, Toy Story 4 will be in theaters on Friday. We, however, have a screening tonight at the IMAX King of Prussia screen. So I have five of these to give away. Five pairs of the tickets. 215-263-WMMR. It's at 7. You'll need to be there by 6.30 to make sure that you get a seat. And like I said, it doesn't open in theaters until Friday. So let's get you on board. Quick thing. I know we have to move on, but the most emotional moment of any Pixar movie, one moment, one scene, what destroys you the most? 
Probably the beginning of Up when uh, yeah. they're going through the life story of the couple one. together. It's just heartbreaking. And it's not a, a it's not a spoiler. I yeah, mean, you know it's, it's right it's, in the beginning. Yeah, it's right in the very beginning. And and when she dies, I mean, it's like, oh my god! All right, you picked a good one. Probably that one or Inside Out. Inside Out, where they oh god, I'm saying that. Again. <laughs> what did I do to you? Where she starts to realize that sadness is not such a bad thing, and they're they're comforting their daughters. Oh right. my god! Shut up. We're taking a shut break. up. <laughs> uh, we are going to reveal a few things this morning. One of them being a. Uh, um, uh, the results of the blood drive, the presidency, I believe for presidency blood drive on Saturday. We're going to get those numbers in, and when we get to the bizarre file time, we're going to uh, reveal what those numbers are. So we'll recap a little bit of that as well. You guys have to tell me what went on, so I missed out. Uh, yes. Sorry, I apologize. And you'll tell us what went on in uh, St. Louis. Correct. And we will speak to the coach of the St. Louis Blues and former flyer Craig Berube this morning. We're also going to speak to former flyer Chris Terrian, who will be in our studio because he's got... A charity event that's coming up on Wednesday. And on top of that, charity event on Thursday, the Mutiny on the Mushaloo Mew 2 is taking place. Uh, Steve and Claire Morrison, who are the spearheading this event, uh, are uh, highlighting what's going on. And some of the restaurants that are participating are going to be stopping by today. Yes. today. So uh, we'll get you the details and everybody and what all is involved. But that's Thursday uh, on the Mushaloo. What time should people get there? It, uh, so it's 6 to 9, and right. you can get your tickets online at com or maxfun.com. And uh, a couple of people from the show are going to be out there. We look forward to having you out. Cool. We'll take a break and be back in just a moment. Stay with us. What's new? Glad you asked. Thrice. Shine now. Everything that rocks. On 93.3 WNMR. See, there's bunt cakes in the green room. <laughs> uh, and that is nothing bunt cakes uh, who are part of Mutiny on the Mushaloo Mew 2, which is coming up on Thursday, 6 to 9 p.m. on the deck of the Mushaloo at Penn's Landing. Uh, these guys and nothing bunt cakes were at the uh, CCF uh, walk that we yeah. had, Crohn's and Colitis walk, and we took home three of them. We, we bought the buntinis. <laughs> the buntinis. The little yeah, buntinis yeah. are phenomenal. So real eggs, butter, and cream cheese. Nothing is too good to achieve perfection, and perfection is in every bite of a nothing bunt cake or buntini. You can visit them at 333 East Lancaster Avenue, Winwood, or online at nothingbuntcakes.com. And all the information on the mutiny on the Mushaloo 2 is available at PrestonAndSteve.com. So make sure that you take a look, because that is this week. We're going to have... Uh, head coach of the St. Louis Blues and former Flyer Craig Berube on the show this morning. Also, uh, Chris Terrian will be stopping in today. So a few people to talk to. And results of the I Bleed for Presidency Blood Drive coming up with the Bizarre File, which we'll get to in the next, uh, I don't know, half hour or so. So that will be coming up. I have a few stories to go through. Some some odds and ends, if you will. Oh, really? Uh, that I found amongst uh, <laughs> some stories this morning that were... Let's take a sachet down to the odds and ends store. I know there's really no such thing, but for this purpose, it'll work just fine. That's right. Oh, look over there. There's the owner and proprietor, Preston Elliott. Hey, welcome, y'all. <laughs> Looks like he spent a good portion of his, his weekend getting lit up, but he's doing fine right now. It happened, and listen, I had a uh, I had a, a nasty headache while I was Did you? flying back. Uh, yeah, yesterday. So nothing like a travel day and a and a, a pulsating headache. Anytime you have a headache, get into a pressurized cabin. Right. <laughs> only make it better. Right. But what I've never had before is something called a sex headache. Sex headache. <clears throat> and apparently it's a real thing. There was a, a, a lengthy 
story that I found online about a woman who had this horrible, horrible headache. I mean, it was like, you know, just mind-splitting. And she ended up going to the doctor, and they were afraid that she may have had a tumor or a brain bleed. Whoa. And the doctor had said, it seems that it's just a sex headache. It's just a sex headache, baby. And I've never heard of this, uh, never heard of this before. She said, as sexual excitement increases, this is according to the doctor, uh, pressure can build up, can cause a dull pain in the back of your head. And this is the woman recounting this. She said, he told me that I wouldn't necessarily get sex headaches every time that I orgasmed, but warned that the problem could last a while. And she said, if uh, if so, you need to take painkillers beforehand. I understand that if you have a sex headache, if you have a, uh, a propensity for that, yeah. during sex, if you eat a turkey leg, oh, it will help mitigate that. settle oh, things down that, a little bit. It has to be a wow. full, it has to be mostly dark meat, obviously, or you eat the turkey leg while you're having sex. Right. And then you'll be better. I saw the hotline yeah. light up, and I saw Marissa smile. Maybe one of our turkey leg providers. No, you know, or Doctor Mike. It's got to be Doctor oh, Mike. I, I, I don't even see his name up on the screen, and I know it's Doctor Mike. So <laughs> apparently, he's familiar with sex headaches. So, uh, Doctor Mike Sergio Fox Twenty Nine Pet Medicine. Good morning, Doctor Mike. I, I, you know, I love you guys, and when you're talking sex and headaches, you're yeah. thinking me. That's right. it. Whenever I just think of sex, I think of you. So well, that's that's our relationship. You know yes, that. Yes, I do. Now, <laughs> what you're speaking of yeah. is postcoital headaches. Postcoital headaches. Okay. And it's a very common thing. In fact, uh, members of your staff, and unless I get permission, I cannot talk about it. Sometimes get them. I will not say who, uh, well, but. You know, the bottom line is is that it's very common. We're all uh, looking at each other, by the way. Now. I know. I know eye contact from anybody yet. I'm sorry. Well, I, I, we'll keep it that way. Just uh, keep, it, keep it on the hush. But, Mike, is this because I've had my experiences have been with the precoital headache, <laughs> which seems to be an epidemic. Well, that, 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 that I have experienced that many a time. Okay. Uh, but, the, but this is actually occurs afterwards All right. uh, and can lead to a fairly significant problem. And, and what I do and what many people do is they evaluate the uh, headache before you do anything because you don't want to miss a brain tumor, God forbid. But, you know, this, this is a, a, a more of a, a benign kind of headache and not anything you need to, to get all alarmed about. But you should definitely get it checked out. You definitely need to have a scan. Well, to what, make sure there's nothing else going on. Can one do if, if one? Because I know sometimes if I get tired, I'll, you'll get a tired headache or whatever, you know, or whatever that technically is. But uh, so, it, is there some sort of precaution someone in general can take prior to sex if they get these now and then to stop that from happening? Well, I, I recommended a turkey leg, but I don't know if that's <laughs> accurate. Well, if if it's a recurrent problem, there are medications available to prevent it from happening. Uh, but again, uh, you you want to make sure one uh, that you don't have high blood pressure, two that there's not some underlying uh, organic anatomic problem. But uh, I have seen it on a number of occasions, uh, and again, it, it's not necessarily associated with anything bad, uh, but it can be problematic, and you do need to treat it if it's hindering your life. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. All right. Well, thanks for the heads up, Dr. Mike. Well, I heard sex and headaches. Yeah, no, we appreciate it. Yeah. 
Well, I love you guys. We love, love you. Yeah, Dr. Mike, thank you, sir. Appreciate it. This might be similar, Preston. I was watching the, the Love Boat last night, and there was a woman who couldn't have sex because she giggled through it. Um, oh, and I wonder if this is similar. Seriously? Oh, I'm serious. I believe it. The Love Boat wouldn't. Oh, lie. my God. You know what's funny? With, or not even funny. It's just ironic and bizarre and, and just a, a, a bit of a bummer is it? from time to time, nature will throw at you something that prevents you from doing what you love to do most. So here's somebody who's... <laughs> yeah. A sex headache. It's, you know, that's the thing. That's the one thing that can give you pleasure above all other things in the world. It can be a solo or team activity. Yeah, yeah, So exactly. it's not, and it's it's weatherproof. Yeah. You don't need special equipment. Right. It's it's the perfect hobby, and here comes this headache. So I, I, I went to my orthopedic surgeon the other day to get my, uh, you know, I've been doing physical therapy on my shoulder. From, from. Pleasuring yourself, not from pleasuring myself. It's uh, it's an you know, it's it's an age thing, and oh, okay, I've over, yeah. overused it. And so, so you guys know my hobby, my passion outside of uh, just living life is playing golf. And so, the doctor tells me essentially, in so many words, deal with it. You know, there's there's nothing we can do about it, and you've got pain, and that's it's either that or surgery. You're yeah. not necessarily you don't qualify for surgery. If you want surgery, you can get it. Is it going to help you? I don't know. Is it going to be really, really, really painful to recover from? Yes. And he essentially said, look, there's about, you know, maybe like 8 or 10% of things that you used to be able to do, you're not going to be able to do now. And I was like, I was thinking, and one of those is the thing that I love to do the most. You son of a bitch. You know? Yeah. Well, so it's funny I'm to not say gonna, that. I, now, I'm not going to have to give the game up. Right. I'm just not. It's. I, I've already noticed I can't play as well as I could before the injury. So right. I will know. tell you this, and let this yeah, serve as encouragement suck. for you. You know that that in this these very studios, I suffered a profound skipping accident. <laughs> That's right. right. And, 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 you love and to skip. I love to <laughs> skip. Skip everywhere. And I skip everywhere. And I'm, but I seriously had something that was effed up for a while. Yeah. And I kept hiking. I kept at what I love to do. And it's gone now. I have well, massive cool. sex headaches, but yeah, well, that's yeah. you know, it's a side effect. No, but I mean, I, and I, I feel for anybody who has something that happens in their life physically that will now inhibit you from doing the thing that you just love to do. Yeah. It's like man, well, I mean, I'm, I'll find something else to do eventually. I, but something you really love to do, and all of a sudden you can't do it anymore. That's a stay a, with it. Yeah. It's a mental right. uh, thing as well. It kind of hurts you mentally. So I, I was just thinking about this the other day when um, when it comes to like married couples and and when a spouse restricts activities from another spouse that makes me mad. If you know if, if both spouses like are contributing to the marriage and to the family and all that sort of stuff, right? So my wife I'm and not I, not completely on board, but if you right, could, uh, he'll uh, get there. Yeah. Well, I, you know sometimes. A husband would go, no, no, I, you're not allowed to do that. Or, or a wife might say, like, no, you're not allowed to go out with your with your friends or whatever. Listen, don't if, get in that van with that guy. <laughs> if if you're a recidivist, if you're like, you know, an alcoholic, and every single time you go out with your buddies, you know, something bad happens, right. then I understand a wife going, dude, don't go out with your boys, you know. But right. so the point I'm trying to make here, Preston, is years and years ago, I was playing softball, and I was also I I stopped playing softball to play baseball on Sundays, and. I was getting a little bit of guff from my wife, okay. and and I I I think I presented to her a valid argument. I said, "All right, you guys aren't paying attention. I don't. I, I'll finish the game. I am paying attention. <laughs> I just I, let me recount to you exactly what you said. Just, On Sundays you were playing softball, but then you you graduated to baseball. I graduated to baseball, and I was kind of getting like I a was hard following time it hundred percent. Yeah, but I had said to my wife, I said, "Listen, there's going to come a day where I physically won't be able to do this anymore. Right? Right? So." So please let me do this 
while I can do it and I and I and I still want to do it because at, at a certain point nature's going to step in and say, "Man, you can't do this anymore." So right. please let me do this while I'm okay at it and I and I and I like to do it. You know what I mean? So and and I think and it was actually a winning argument. And so okay. so if you want to talk about the way you handle this kind of issue when yeah. you you can't agree OJ's on Twitter now. <laughs> He's got advice that might work for you. <laughs> I know what you're saying, Casey. Yes, yeah. and that's that's valid. As long as it isn't uh, you're, whatever you're doing, you're not consumed by it, and, and it's taking up all your time, right. and, you're, and you're not uh, you know avoiding your your standard duties as you, a, as a husband. Or, you can't be yeah. rendering yourself. You, you, and if somebody's looking out, and they want you not to injure yourself. You have you understand that. Yeah. But I understand what you're saying. One of my best friends is deaf in one ear, and um, there is a surgery that can uh, correct that. But if he were to have this surgery, he would never be able to do anything that physical ever again. He like roughhousing with his kids or wrestling or, or doing anything. And Why? Because so it'll throw off it, his balance? It, and... it would run the risk of doing permanent damage to his ear where he's already deaf anyway, but he might go, wow. you know, it, it could make it worse. So essentially he has this dilemma. Do I get the surgery and be yeah. able to hear in both ears or do I not? And And he's resigned himself to just. Live with it, you know, and he's gonna he's gonna go about the rest of his days being deaf in one ear. I actually started to look up uh, like you know hobbies to do, you know, I mean things, yeah. other things that I may want to do down the road. All right, so here I, I I say this, soldier through, power on through. I I I would say this. By the way, that's a weird way to approach someone, you know. Man, yeah, you you know you're, you're yeah, but he was being straight. I know, with me, I know, you know. But I mean, listen, if you if you work if you do the therapy and you work on it and you. You know, again, I've had so many times in my life where I'd have something that kind of, I sort of just kept at it and powered through, and it and it it went away. Yeah. I'm not, you know, so obviously the things that will not, but in this case, like shoulder injuries and things like that, uh, you you take care of it if if you if you do you know. If you're mindful and you don't go out and play a, you know, 180 rounds of golf, yeah. you should be fine. Well, and you know, my brother has shoulder issues, too. He actually had the surgery, um, and it was not easy at all. The recovery was not easy. He's still recovering months later. How many um, months? But he, Oh, gosh. I, when did he have I, I forget when he had it exactly. But um, he uses the CBD oils. Yeah. And now, it's him. not permanent, but, yeah, like if he um, – so he also plays golf. He's not back at it yet, but he was actually not able to sleep because it was so yeah. painful. Yeah. So he was putting that on it, and he said for the, you know, the immediate – a little bit of immediate relief, it helped. Yeah. I'm just thinking along. And listen, I know there are people that have had horrible, real problems and things like that, but it just kind of sucks when all of a sudden you can't do the thing that you love to do anymore. Now, I'm still doing it, but not to the level that I want to be able to do it. But anyhow, let's put it in this At least context. it's not sex headaches. Exactly. Yeah, thank You're you. You're not having sex headaches. I'm not having no, that. Yeah. But yeah. who is on the show? Uh, somebody <laughs> is. I talked about this. It's me. Is no, it, it is. It's me. I had that halo headache. Oh, I didn't know that was sex. You know what? Now I do remember yeah, you. And you were having was, sex while playing Halo. I was not. No, no. But, I, but it was scary, and I thought I was dying. So, I mean, yeah. like, it it's literally, scary. It yeah. literally, like, brought me. I thought I was going to, at that moment, I thought I was going to die. I had a headache that, like, went around this uh, whole circumference of my head. Wow. But it, like, brought me to my knees. Like That's what this yeah. woman thought was going on. Mm-hmm. They thought there there may have been a brain tumor, or she, or she had a, a, a brain bleed, and yeah. it turns out it was this thing called a sex headache, which I had never heard Think of. Think of the level of exertion during, yeah. you know, during yeah. sex. I mean, all systems are, it's like, you know, it's it's Chernobyl just yeah. before it goes. And it's not just physical work. It's that, that endorphin rush and all that stuff in your head. You know, you get kind of... The regret. The regret. The inadequacy. <laughs> The crying, yeah, all of that, all of that figures the disappointment. in. The disappointment, disappointment, but believe me, feeling dirty. Mm-hmm. It just, just pay attention to like when you're doing that and when you're getting to like that that point. 
sometimes you're like, you know, like I can't. I, I love golf. No, no, but sometimes you're you, you put a lot of pressure in your head. Yes, and like and ever since that moment, I yeah. I have to like relax. This is I, I, like like I really like if ever I start like like you know, I don't know what what that. <laughs> I don't know what you call that, uh, but I don't do that anymore. Like anytime, the uh, I'm going to shoot. <laughs> you should have seen Kathy's face when you did that. I don't care. Listen, I don't even want to think about yeah, that. I don't want to have sex with you either, Kathy. Uh, it's not gross, but it yeah. just wouldn't be fun. All right. <laughs> well, because of course they, they, they'd want to talk about work issues. You yeah, know, it's yeah, yeah, not yeah. gross, but it just wouldn't be fun. <laughs> Uh, all right, sex headaches. Next, uh, uh, let's see what else we can find in the store. Back it... at the odds and end store, Preston right. checking the shelves for more to talk about. Uh, how about this? C-sections. C-sections. C-se- wow. Cesarean sections. All right. Yeah, I'm after sex. Uh, these are way after sex. <laughs> uh, but apparently in Brazil, they do it a little differently there. And I'm not talking about the Through pres- the mouth? Not, I'm not talking about the procedure itself. They have apparently C-section parties. White glove C-section what? parties complete with mood lighting, chocolates, and fresh flowers. Wow. Uh, new mom Mariana Cosmaya says uh, we get dressed up for the parties and special dates, and this is the same thing. Uh, the 28-year-old had a C-section at Albert Einstein Maternity Hospital in Sao Paulo with 15 of her friends and family members Come documenting on. the party on their smartphones. Uh, and elective C-sections, meaning that uh, there's no medical reason to perform one, have become the preferred birth method among wealthy Brazilians who say that they are too busy and cautious to risk the unpredictability of natural childbirth. So they, they elect to have the C-section regardless of their ability to deliver without yep, without yep. it. Wait, uh, and you, so can't, are... you can't do that here, uh, but you can do that there. Are people coming to the party? 55, yeah. Do they sell tickets? 55% of all deliveries in Brazil are done via C-section. You can't do that for the first time here yes. in the United States, but, like, after you've had a C-section... I mean, I'm sorry. My, yeah. I, I thought this said illegal. It says, in the U.S., elective C-sections are legal but discouraged. Okay. And only 32.9% uh, of the uh, births are C-sections. Oh, well, that's weird because all three of my kids were born via C-section, and, you know, the first one was not decided. It was... Unfortunately, right. you know, it, it it had to happen that way. Right. But then the 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 second two, we had, you know, scheduled those those dates to have it. Well, so. this is we were planning to do. It never actually made it onto the calendar, but a colonoscopy mixer, <laughs> and uh, this were. might be the same thing. Yeah, I was not in that meeting. <laughs> not in that so meeting. this mother to be who was at uh, the I'm sorry, the director uh, Marcia de Cosa of the Sao Paulo uh, Sao Luis Private Hospital hmm. uh, said it's cultural. This is where a mother to be can have her hair and makeup done, or they can rent the presidential suite featuring a living room, guest bathroom. Balcony and mini bar. So, so may I ask you? <laughs> so drinking during mm-hmm. the actual um, procedure itself, yeah. you 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 can't be you know tipping back champagne and all that stuff. I assume everyone gathers after the fact, or are the they actually is in? Not, are yeah, they, yeah uh, there's no way the patient is actually having champagne at this point, right? No, Who wants all those people in there. But, are, are, but that's my question: Are they actually physically in, in the room right. when the procedure? Uh, that would be to me would be a, a massive risk factor. Well, and it? afterwards, you're like a little loopy. Uh, no, they might be in there. Uh, they said Brazilians want to plan for everything. They don't want to hit traffic on the way to the hospital. They want to get their nails done, get a <laughs> wax, to plan it like an event. Huh. Are, it's funny when you see um, women who have just given birth 
and and they post photos on social media because some will take the time to do hair and makeup, and others are just like, nah, f it. I'm, I'm, this <laughs> yeah. is what I look like, and yeah. it's terrible, and I, I accept that because I just gave birth. So screw you. Uh, event organizers have begun specializing in these sorts of birth parties, lending a hand with uh, hiring stylists and caterers and stocking the bar and decorating. Mm. Uh, is how- it usually pass? Passing appetizers, or is there like a buffet table? Uh, you know what? I don't know the details. The World Health Organization warns against the practice, uh, which is historically nearly twice as deadly for moms mm. than natural birth and can cause the baby respiratory stress. Uh, C-sections also require long recovery time for both mom and baby. The procedure also has been linked to higher rates of diabetes and high blood pressure in children born this way. Never heard that before. Wow. Uh, they're also more expensive, uh, but apparently worth the risk and cost to many Brazilian families who fear that their country's long history of understaffed and poorly supplied clinics, which don't always have uh, the resources to monitor the long hours uh, natural birth often requires. Uh, so, And some just want to guarantee that they get an appointment with their personal doctor rather than working with whichever doctor is available during labor. Well, I had uh, achalasia uh, procedure done at uh, Penn, and uh, I sprung for the uh, crushed ice diet, which was Ooh. delicious. Oh, yeah. All the crushed yeah. ice I could have, and it was wonderful. You guys so, remember? I, I guess shared, it was a party. I shared the story with you a long time ago, but um, my cousin was having uh, was having her first child and had to get moved out of the maternity ward where she was because Britney Spears was all yeah. the baby at the oh, same yeah, time. Yeah. And Britney Spears essentially paid to have the entire wing of the hospital uh, private. And and so my cousin had to have birth, give birth someplace else in the hospital because of Britney Spears' uh, had the ability to pay for her how own you, room and her own how wing. How do you do that? I how know. do you move someone out of a room like that? Yeah, but, but, but... I mean, I could see if it was Christine Aguilera. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She can actually sing. She's got more range. But there are, like, at um, at Penn and Jefferson and, and uh, you know, different hospitals in the city, you can, like, upgrade your experience or upgrade yeah. your room, I guess. And, and you pay a little extra and you essentially get your own room. It's a little bit more of a sweet feel than a hospital room. Um, but people can, you know, if they have the money and they want to do it, they can upgrade. Dude, I have the brochure that they, yeah. they, they just to see what it looked like. They had one, and it's I think it's called the the the, the tower or something at uh, at, at Penn. But it's uh, and the menu and everything is more gourmet yeah. chef style like, stuff. Uh, yeah. yeah, but you're right. It's like staying in a in a Hilton. But you something. have to pay for it. It's like yes. it's like yeah. staying at a, at a hotel. Right, right, right. So I, none of my kids were born at Riddle, but I know that they like the, the rooms that the the mothers stay in are yeah. bigger than any of the other rooms that I, and then for your C-section party. Well, not just yeah. for C-section, but the night before the mother goes home with the baby, they have like like a nice candlelit dinner. They'll do that for, really? the, for yeah. the mother and the husband. Yeah, nice. I want to well, most pregnant. of the time, husband. Sometimes people have babies out of wedlock, but yeah, it does happen. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, well, anyhow. If you want that party, go to Brazil. You can get it done. <laughs> okay. One, one last item and find on the shelves. Let me let me dig one in here. One more for the odds and ends uh, segment. Yes. Uh, with Preston. This is apparently a new trending pose as far as social media goes, and I have not seen this yet, but apparently the flamingo. Oh, okay. No. All right. The new leg. The one leg. Yep. And it's it's the person. Usually female photograph with one leg straight, the other knee bent into a triangular shape. That's like, that's old though. That's just, Is it? Yes, that's just coming back around now with the new influencers. So now, it, I have the vision, I have it in my head. Can you show me Can real quick? I mean, I just think it's it's standing with one leg up. Yep. Yeah, I mean, like this. Do you remember the yeah, beginning yes. of Three's Company? That's stupid. Yes. yes. In the beginning of Three's yeah. Company. The beginning of Three's Company, yeah, you're exactly her, right. right. Does she? Yes. Mm-hmm. So uh, not, uh, it was. Terry uh, does it. Yeah, 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 Terry does it. And raises the now, Preston. If people were falling off cliff sides before doing selfies, yeah. Now, yeah. 
Wait till this happens. So apparently uh, Beyonce, Kendall Jenner, and Haley Bieber have been <laughs> posting photos of themselves mm-hmm. in the uh, the flamingo. The flamingo. Pose. Do you think OJ's going to do it? <laughs> of course. Look at them, a flamingo. Yeah. I, I yeah. So uh, I have not noticed this yet, but um, well, now that you've read it, you right. you're going to notice yeah, it all yeah. over. What was the? There was another it, Instagram. You turn sideways a little bit. When yeah, you go like this? I think you can. You can go straight on. You can go sideways. On looks kind of Dude. stupid. You're yeah. turning yeah, it but, on. So, but look at this photo. This up. Your your knee is up, and you kind of like uh, angle it okay. in. So you cross it over a little bit. Who yeah. who doesn't look normal in that pose? <laughs> That's yeah. bizarre. Um, there was another Instagram post that was making the the round. Oh, I'll I'll find the article and send it to you. Something similar like this, but just as dumb. You okay. know, I, I guess. Somebody has to come up with the new pose yeah. for Instagram. Lay on your back and grab your ankles. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's a new yeah. One. Look at that. It looks yeah. like a balloon. Right. Exactly. So this is apparently uh, one. That, listen, I, I very, very rarely uh, report on uh, social media trends because they just they come and go within days. That's what the odds days. and ends store is for. I know. Yeah. So we can get them out there and yeah. move them along. <laughs> uh, one last thing. You know, since that was so short. Once more from the odds and ends store, Preston misestimated the uh, length of that last feature, so we have another one for you. <laughs> yes, it was kind of lame and boring. And, it uh, was short and quick, but it was still entertaining. A YouTube beauty guru has been accused of releasing a cosmetic line that features lipstick that is being described as lumpy and hairy. Yeah. There's like Lumpy. stuff oh, in it. Yeah. Lumpy and hairy were a great vaudeville act. You uh, Jacqueline Hill released Jacqueline Cosmetics two weeks ago and some fans took to social media to complain about defective products. Some posted pictures of the lumpy and hairy lipsticks. So there's actual like junk in it? Yeah, yeah. There's stuff in it. So Like pre-used lipstick? Uh, yeah, so Ugh. let's see. YouTube beauty blogger Raw Beauty Christie posted a review of the lipstick tweeting, all I can say is WTF. Another Twitter user tweeted, I got my uh, lipstick today and it's got all these little scratchy balls in the lipstick. Oh, scratchy my, balls. <laughs> she said, I don't understand. He plays a mean zither, Preston. So Hill took to Twitter to report and say, if uh, any of you are receiving lipsticks like this, please know that this is not hair. My factory used brand new white gloves to do quality control and they shed all over my product. We sw- oh, so it's the it's the gloves. Oh, oh, so sw- it was a mistake. We switched to rubber gloves two days ago, and we'll make sure that this never happens again. Oh, quick quick oh, question. Okay. So, and I don't know because I never went. But you, when you go in and you see those cosmetic display areas in, in like you know department stores or whatever, they used to have sample lipsticks. Was that was the idea? You would go over and put some on, and or yeah, that's a, that's but somebody commu- else had it on their lips. lipstick. Yeah, but don't don't you remember somebody sued? I forget who it was, Sephora or Ulta, because they got herpes from it. Mm, yeah. Really? Why? Uh-huh. It should have been advertised as a herpes bar to begin with. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you go to like higher end places, they have they have like cleaning products that they put on it, and they'll. Would they, you trust that? Are you kidding? No, not yeah. a, a chance in hell. But yeah. they also use like they'll use a separate um, like if you're using uh, mascara, they'll take you know the the brush that's in there out and put like a disposable brush in like pink and, hand, and hand that yeah. to you. Okay, yeah. You know what? I've noticed like in in cosmetic sections of department stores like Target or something like that. I've seen this several times. So tell me if you've seen this before. They have displays all around with celebrities' faces. Yeah, that you know that are endorsing whatever product it may be. And I've seen that people have taken. And like lipsticks and so forth, and like smeared them all over on there on the pictures. Have you ever seen that before? Yeah, I have. I think I think sometimes it's to like check out a color. 
Um, okay. But I don't know. Or maybe it's just... <laughs> or I wasn't sure if it was like some kind of bizarre protest or something like this. Ah, you know... <laughs> I Natural don't, beauty. I don't know. Communism. But, I like, so. uh, I couldn't, uh, but I've seen it enough times ago. Somebody's doing that on purpose. Don't you, know? you think right now the thing is, they, would they take a digital picture of your face and apply that color to your face in, in, a, in a virtual... Right? And then but, you yeah. have to work on that. I mean, listen, I've always used it like on my hand to check the color. I'm not putting it on my lips. Okay. All right. Fair enough. But... Beware the hairy lipstick. Yes, okay. <laughs> exactly. Hairy, scratchy ball lipstick. <laughs> All right, anyhow, these are just a few odds and ends from the store. The Want odds y'all and to... ends store. <laughs> Want y'all to come on back sometime. Yeah. Never know when there might be a sale going on. Uh... <laughs> There's what? never a sale going on. <laughs> I know. In fact, he jacks the prices up 25%. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, listen, here's what we're going to do. We are going to take a break. We're going to come back in a moment. When we return... Uh, I've received the totals from the I Believe for Presidency blood drive, which took place on Saturday. So we're going to reveal those numbers and thank a few people uh, for the event, especially you for being there. And we're going to get to the Bizarre File. And then after that, Craig Berube, former flyer, head coach of the St. Louis Blues Stanley Cup winner. And I uh, saw him this weekend. Which yes, pretty cool. very I cool. Not that I didn't like, spend time with him or anything like that. <laughs> I saw him from a distance. Uh, and Chris Terrian will be here, too. We'll be back in a moment. Stay with us. Preston and Steve Show Podcast. Wait, turn up the sound. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. I saw you having a s'more just a moment ago. Yes, Tuckins. Yeah, Tuckins s'mores are here, and uh, they are part of Mutiny on the Mushilu Mew 2, uh, which is taking place on Thursday, presented by Max Fun, which is the uh, uh, the fun that uh, Steve and Claire started. Yeah, it's, it, it benefits homeless and feral cats in and around the area, and it provides a, a general fund for uh, all different, um, anybody who endeavors to help animals in the area, they can pull on the fund. So it's it was a hit year one. This is the second year, and we're hoping for the same. We're going to do some uh, ticket giveaways for that event in a little while. But, by the way, tuck-ins uh, contain everything that you know and love about s'mores. And then some. Each tuck-in consists of handmade graham cracker dark chocolate, all tucked into an all-natural handmade marshmallow. And it's already on a stick. Yes. You can check them out at tuckins.com. So we thank them uh, for being here this morning. Uh, before we get to the bizarre file... Understand there was a little event on Saturday. Yes, and I was only there in uh, in well, I guess in effigy. No, well, effigies has a more where we we didn't burn you. You were no, there in spirit. We'll, we'll say you you had a uh, you had a um, you had a presence there in spirit. Listen, uh, there was just a, a bizarre confluence of things. No one could have ever anticipated that the Blues would do in the Stanley Cup. So uh, the you were out for that, but yep. we carried on. And Preston, it was uh, just from the first seconds of walking into the convention center at Oaks, um, you could start to say, "Okay, I think we're gonna, I think we're gonna do something here this yeah. time around." Well, we had found out that last year our blood drive came twelve units shy of setting a national record for the largest blood drive in the country for, yeah. for that year, for last year, and so uh, we were going to try to aim for. Beating the record or, or claiming the record for the this uh, past year, and, and I think they go from uh, July to July is when they take a look at the calendar. And knowing all the time that whatever we had was, you know, is it, it really this is would be icing on the cake because just oh, getting yeah. the blood in the first place is the most important thing, and that's part of the deal. But you still, want, if we came that close, you might sure. as well go for it. Yeah, hey man, nothing long, nothing wrong with shooting for the highest level that you can get. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so we put the word out that we wanted to have the the biggest blood drive in the country. And uh, I have the totals that uh, that came through. A little drum roll here. 
So it was uh, over the course of, uh, of a few hours on Saturday, the I Bleed for Presidency blood drive brought in 1,416 pints, the biggest blood drive in the Whoa! nation! Whoa! Whoa! I, that's freaking awesome. Yes, it is! Freaking awesome. That's incredible. So we, we had a record number of sign-ups... And I, I don't know what exactly the turnout numbers or percentages were, but they were super-duper high, enough to have the largest blood drive in the United States. I know that we had something on the order of 1,700 sign-ups. Wow. And 1,416 pints yeah. collected. That's massive. That's a huge return. And we had, and I told you this as we were talking uh, yesterday, by far the most amount of people ever who did the double red, yep. which one person yields basically two usable pints. Yeah. So it's just amazing. Oh, that's phenomenal. So congratulations, everyone in the yeah. Delaware Valley. You did it. A lot of people to thank the Red Cross, obviously, in order to do something this size. And they knew that we wanted to go for a record. So they, they made sure that we had... Many, 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 many people on board to help out with that. So thank you to Garrett Reed and Lana Malger of the Red Cross for helping out or to, you know, doing all of that work. It was crazy. Uh, the Greater Philadelphia Expo Center in Oaks, big fans and proud to host. Uh, Bill and Christina led the team there. Uh, thank you to Window Nation. They sponsor and pay for the pint glasses. And this year, the glasses that we gave out, this year's artwork was thanks to our own uh, Connor Betts. Oh. Connor came up with that logo. <laughs> I, I didn't know that. Nobody told us that. So, Connor, awesome. The pint glass is phenomenal. I think we set another record. I only saw one glass break. Really? Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's excellent. Uh, also, thank you to our buddy Brian from Course Photography. Brian took some pictures. I, I've only seen a handful of photos and by far one of my favorite pictures ever of Casey and Kathy together. <laughs> right? Yeah. Is Casey, ri- Kathy riding on the back of Casey uh, riding a bike. And they're, so they're riding double. Yeah. And it's such a great picture. You two look like you're having so much fun. It well, was, it look was at how happy Kathy is. I know. Well, she was, yeah. she was deathly ill at that point. <laughs> yeah. But it was still, she was having enough fun because she was standing on the, the, the bar on the back. Yeah. And that was, the, the Casey, the bike that you were raffling off. Yeah, so I'm still raffling okay. that off, by the way. But, uh, it's a yeah. nice bike. It is. Well, so it's the SC bikes, you know, you know the, the Southern Cal Flyer. Yeah, those are like the, the cool bikes that the kids are riding. Oh, it's really days. cool. Yeah. So Casey and I, have, sorry, real quick, Casey and I have a picture from uh, Camp Out for Hunger on the can drop, and it's a great picture. It's from years ago. We're both screaming as, as it drops down. <laughs> yeah. I think this might take over as my new favorite photo. <laughs> you guys look so damn adorable. Adorable. Like kids. You look yeah. like little kids. <laughs> I know. The looks on your faces, <laughs> it's just glee. Well, I can't think of a better word than that. Also, who, look at the room. It's this huge yeah. convention floor that you can ride yeah. around on. It was yeah. great. Yeah. And Kathy, you know, guys, doesn't hate me as much as you no, would think. I don't hate you at all. Stop yeah. it. No, just a percentage. Just a little bit. Uh, yeah, yeah. Thank you to Brian from Chorus Photography. 50%. Photos from the event are posted now at PrestonSteve.com. And Brian does amazing uh, with the photography. Uh, Amy Sala and Aim High Studios, based in Fairview uh, Village in the Eagleville, PA area, they provided the kids' games and activities uh, from Beanie Bounce Party Rentals. So that's huge, keeping the kids entertained while uh, the people are waiting to uh, to get that stuff done. I wanted to play, <laughs> but you didn't have time. <laughs> you you were working. Uh, thank you to Sharon and Jim Sayers from Paint a Treasure Paint and uh, Take Art Studio in Haddon Heights in Hamilton, New Jersey. They've been helping out for ages as well. 
Uh, they also do the Alex's Lemonade stand, so thank you guys. Uh, we couldn't do it without you. Uh, Christine uh, Reighart and Bob Evans uh, Restaurant in Oaks, they supplied the fresh baked cookies. They were right across from us. And Nick and the gang from Rita's Water Ice for providing their water ice for all. So we need all of these things to uh, to take place. By the way, the biggest year we've ever had and all, all the time of doing this was in 2008. Uh, so, you know, 11 years ago, we brought in 1,367 pints. This year, 1,416 wow. pints. Yeah. The biggest blood drive in the country. And there was wow. like a whole bunch of listeners who brought by things like, uh, there was a guy who brought by like boxes of yes. of candy bars. Yes. Uh, oh, Jim. yes. Jim? Jim works for M&M Mars. He, he was one of the engineers for our Vag project years ago. And uh, Jim's a great guy. And, yeah, I mean, a whole bunch of listeners dropped off a lot of really nice presents. Matt, who works at Wawa and was at the Camp Out for Hunger for a few years, uh, dropped off uh, the cheese and uh, crackers and grapes snacks for everybody. <laughs> so people are just really generous with their time, with their blood, certainly. And uh, they give yeah. up their Saturdays to come be a part of the blood drive. So a yeah, beautiful Saturday, Saturday, by Absolutely, the way. Yeah. yeah. Also, thank you to Sandy Bennett. She's a listener of the show. Big, big fan. But uh, she's also, like, a huge movie buff. And so she brought by a whole bunch of, like, movie things. Like, uh, Kathy, you got your, your first man pack pouch from uh, patch oh, from yes. the movie first man and right. like so she dropped dropped off a whole uh, bag of stuff for us to give away very cool yeah really really sweet uh so excellent work guys sorry <laughs> i wasn't a part of it of course i wasn't there for the big record breaker but we'll have to do it again next year you were there for, you were there for the ramp up the promotion of yeah, it which yeah. helped make and honestly it, that that was all the deal and, and not one person said oh that rad pastor they understood right. the you know the 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 history of what you were a part of as we now find out we're making history ourselves. So That's it was cool. great. Yeah, and I was reminded, and I'm going to do this now, so I apologize, guys, uh, but I was supposed to wish a, a happy 40th birthday to Denise Amalfitano last week. This is like one of my best friends growing up, his sister. Like, I know her really well, and I was supposed to wish her a happy birthday, a 40th. Uh, earlier last week, I totally forgot. So, Denise, happy birthday. Belated. There it is. Also, yeah. uh, Pierre Robert came and broadcast, which was really cool, and he sounded awesome. Um, so it was nice of him to give up his Saturday. And uh, Joe Bell and his wife Kat stopped by towards the end of the blood drive, so it was great to have them there. Yeah, well, I want Pierre there. I, I, I'm going to I'm going to commit him to it now, <laughs> whether he can yeah. do it or not. It was so great having him there because he he brings the the right energy, uh, and and the station just sounded great. And uh, you know, it, it, honestly, it was a, it was a great time. So you'll be there next year when yep. we reset the record there again. Yeah, yep. keep raising the bar. That's what we're going to do. So thank you, Delaware Valley. You did amazing. All right, we need to do the bizarre file stories, so we shall do them now. Now, bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's bizarre, bizarre file. Brought to you by Sequoia Outback. Create the backyard of your dreams at Sequoia Outback on Route 309 in Hatfield or online at decksupplies.com. An absent-minded cardiologist left a 57-inch metal wire inside the body of a decorated Air Force veteran who didn't even realize something was wrong until 10 years later. Oh 10 God. years after the fact. 57-inch long. Wow. Yeah, wire, uh, uh, metal wire. Uh, the guy's name is German Ortiz. He moved to Las Vegas after spending 22 years in the Air Force. He learned in 2015 after an X-ray ahead of surgery to clear some blood clots that a wire was running inside his body all the way from his aorta to his thigh. He wondered Ooh. why he was able to stream the show on his colon. <laughs> uh, Ortiz's attorney, James Jimerson, uh, set, laid out the vet's claim to a jury Tuesdays. 
Uh, to, uh, I'm sorry, during the opening statements of the medical malpractice trial expected to last a week, Ortiz is seeking damages of about $800,000 from cardiologist Mark Taylor. All right, so what happens? This guy obviously doesn't know what's in his body. No. What, ha- what happens if he then has to have an MRI? You know how they always have you remove right. all the metal and stuff like that? That is a, an incredibly good question because yeah. that... Would that suck it out of his body? Well, I don't it would know. Su- like, they would... I don't know. It can cause problems, definitely. Ortiz was rushed to a hospital in 2005 for shortness of breath, and doctors later determined he had congestive heart failure, which necessitated an angiogram. Uh, Jimerson explained that the wire served as a guide for the catheter and kept the device stiff as it was inserted through Ortiz's bloodstream through the angioplasty, but the guide wire was left behind when the catheter was removed. How do you miss that? Doctors removed the majority of the wire from Ortiz's body last year during a heart procedure, but 20-inch section still remains in his thigh, so they are suing. A four-year-old boy craving candy was somehow able to hop into his great-grandfather's vehicle and make a mile and a half trek to a convenience store. Four years old. It's an enterprising uh, little kid. Wednesday, police and family recounted how the young boy was able to make the trip during rush hour. The boy, named Sebastian, seemed to know everything about his great-grandfather's Hyundai Santa Fe. Tuesday morning, at about about, about 8.30, Sebastian put a real scare into his family when he took off in the SUV. Sebastian demonstrated how he pulled it off. Uh, using great-grandpa Roy's walker to grab the keys from the wall hooks. Wow. And then no one was watching. He bounded <laughs> into the driver's seat and took off. He, the, the, uh, his great-grandfather said he watches everything people do, and he'll repeat it. Uh, from great-grandpa's house, Sebastian stretched his tiny body, his eyes barely able to see above the steering wheel, and took off. He backed out of the driveway. This kid backed out of the driveway. So you have the makings of another catch me if you can here. Uh, Headed through some winding neighborhood streets before turning left onto incredibly busy four-lane University Avenue at the heart of the morning rush. From there, witnesses reported that he drove erratically along University Avenue at speeds of 10 to 15 miles per hour before getting the Santa Fe safely into the gas station parking lot. (laughs) where police quickly met up with him. A four-year-old. The police captain said, I've never seen a driver this young before operating a vehicle. And while Sebastian navigated his candy store run, there were some bumps in the road, including mailboxes. <laughs> he also dinged a tree. In fact, uh, they found that a portion of the vehicle's bumper uh, at a neighbor's house. Uh, thankfully, no one was seriously injured in Sebastian's remarkable ride. But there are some serious lessons for him and his family, including plans to lock up the keys going forward and to keep a closer eye on the young man. Listen, if you found out years ago that uh, like a four-year-old could drive to the convenience store and you were feeling like lazy one day. Yeah. <laughs> can you- I'll buy a few fly. <laughs> Go make a run. <laughs> a chase suspect is in custody after attempting to flee from authorities while trapped in a mobile home park Wednesday night. And <laughs> it's Funny what ended up happening. Few residents appeared to be outside their homes as the suspect drove at speeds uh, above 30 miles an hour in the narrow, dark roadways. Now, the chase reportedly started shortly after 9 p.m. after a report of a stolen SUV. Spike strips were deployed more than once inside the mobile complex, and they did not appear to impact the SUV for about an hour. So this guy was driving 30 miles an hour through a a mobile home park for an hour nonstop. Really? Yeah, around and around and around. After a while, doesn't get boring? uh, The suspect continued going in circles. Authorities blocked all exits and entrances to the mobile home park. Why why don't you just stop? Uh, The suspect kept driving around patrol vehicles that were attempting to trap the car after several spike strip deployments. 
The SUV finally gave in when one of its tires rolled off of it and into the front yard of a mobile home. Ah, hell. Uh, The suspect quickly put his hands up outside of the SUV, surrendered to police, and was taken into custody without incident. I love this story. Steve got me this one this morning. A Mariah Carey fan. (laughs) Who requested a birthday cake emblazoned with Pop Princess uh, with her face. She wanted Mariah Carey's face on it. Instead was presented one featuring Mary Curie. No. Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. Madam Curie is yes. on the pig, on her cake. The blunder confused the all I want for Christmas is you <laughs> hit maker with the Nobel Prize winning Polish physicist. <laughs> I mean, it's... Why did no one at the cake place say, really? Although the singer... Spell that for me? Yeah. ...recorded a number one album called E Equals MC Squared, she and the science pioneer are practically polar opposites. (laughs) Yet the similarity of their names caused enough confusion to see the baffled birthday girl tuck into the face of an elderly and solemn-looking Curie rather than her Grammy-winning idol. Man, Mariah Carey looks terrible. Uh, The mix-up went viral on social media when recipient of uh, the cousin tweeted a picture of the cake. Uh, Harriet Alida Lai wrote, My cousin in England told her colleagues she wanted a Mariah Carey birthday cake. They misunderstood, and is the cake they made? This is the cake they made for her instead. It's Marie Curie, looking very festive. I wonder where they even got you know, because the picture looks like it was just made for a cake. I mean, you know, because they usually do, they find like a, a suitable picture and then they they, just, they poured it right onto the uh, right the fondant. But mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's like the most cake appropriate Madame Curie picture I've ever seen. Uh, social media reacted spectacular fashion, spectacularly in a spectacular fashion, and the post has been retweeted uh, <laughs> forty thousand times. So it's more famous than it would have been the other way. Some users suggested the cake had actually been improved with a picture of such an influential <laughs> and accomplished scientist. So she ended up with that. And there you go. That's what I have in the bizarre file for now. Let's give away a pair of the passes to the Mutiny on the Mushilu Mew 2, which is on Thursday, 6 to 9 p.m. on the deck at the Mushilu at Penn's Landing. And like you said, Steve, weather is not an issue because they can cover it up completely. Yeah. And you'll be good to go. So what number call you want to take? Is your event? Uh, five. Okay. All right. Call number 5-215-263-WMMR. Lots of food, lots of events, lots of uh, performers. It's going to be a great time for all. So we'll get your pair of tickets to get on board. Yes, absolutely. 263-WMMR. Call right now. All right, we're going to take a break. When we return, we will have a former flyer and current head coach of the St. Louis Blues. They won the Stanley Cup, Craig Berube. We spoke to him right before the uh, finals started, and we'll talk to him now that they've won. And also, Chris Terrian is going to be in our studio as well. We'll be back in just a moment. Like the Preston and Steve Show podcast? Check out MMR's other audio on demand at WMMR.com or on the MMR mobile app. Don't miss the First Amendment Comedy Takeover, July 23rd through 28th. See the best in stand-up comedy along with some of your favorite podcasts, like readings, Q&As, and more at the Met Philadelphia, The Fillmore, TLA, and Punchline. Like Bert Kreischer. We went ziplining, and we get there, and I start looking at other families, like, sizing us up, going, those parents look like they do CrossFit. Then I look at me and my wife, I'm like, oh, we look like crossing guards. Also, how did this get made with Jason Manzukas and Paul Shearer, the Try Guys, Gil Tony, Daniel Schloss, Che Guerrera, and more. Tickets and info for all shows at factphilly.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. So I spent the weekend in St. Louis. I grew up a, uh, a St. Louis Blues fan. Listen, I, I love our Flyers. I do. And I've, I've even worked for the organization yeah. with, with the, uh, the the Phantoms and, and you know, we're friends with, with players on the team. But listen, I, I had been cheering for the Blues since I was five years old. My earliest memories were, you know, of a player named Gary Unger, who was my favorite when I was a little kid. 
And uh, so I had to go for this very first Stanley Cup victory in franchise history. So got a last-minute ticket, went to St. Louis, met up with my best friend and his family, and we went to the parade. How could you not? I had to go. Yeah. And, and it was so much fun. It was such a great time. And there is a Philadelphia connection to this victory, and you guys all know about it, you know, with with uh, Jack's MYB, and I met up with those guys while I was there, too, and I felt the Philly presence all around St. Louis, too, especially with the Chief on stage, <laughs> holding the cup up in the air, former Flyer, head coach of the St. Louis Blues, Craig Berube. Yeah! <laughs> This morning, hey coach, how you doing? I'm good, guys. How are you? We're we're doing wonderful. Listen, I uh, we we spoke to you after you guys made it in the final round of the playoffs into the Stanley Cup championship. We had a chance to talk for a few minutes, and uh, that was really cool. And I didn't know if we'd be uh, if we'd be talking championship afterwards. And sure enough, it happened. So I just told the short story, but I, I was there, man. I came out for the parade. It was it was so much fun, and it was great to see you beaming. The way that you were on stage, holding the cup on the parade route, and uh, it, it had to, was it everything you dreamed it would be? Oh, yeah, and more for sure, you know. Uh, it's a great feeling for sure. Like, you're just so happy for the city and our players, and, you know, that's, as a coach, that's what I feel anyhow. But, I mean, I'm obviously happy, happy that uh, I was part of it. But uh, to see all those fans and uh, what a turnout. And just to see our players, how excited and happy they are and what they went through to, to win, like, it's tough. It's not an easy thing to do. And, no. Um, you know, uh, I, I've been to the finals, and uh, I know what it's kind of like as a player, but uh, it's crazy how hard yeah. it is. You know what? And what's what's funny, my, my perspective, uh, Craig, was that they – you know, I, well, I go in and I, I I see the Flyers play in it and I watch the games. And, and these guys on the ice, they look like men to me. They look like really big, very talented men. But for this day, they were kids, man. Yeah. They were they, they seem like just fellas. Dudes, I think, would be the right word. <laughs> Was it? Yeah, they're, well, they definitely, uh, you know, once it's all over and you win, you know, you just, you let loose and you're just having fun now, you know. And they and they, they seem so young, you know. Well, they are young, most of them. I mean, there's yeah. only, you know, we got, a, we got maybe, I don't know, I think two, maybe three guys in their 30s, maybe three. Yeah. But, uh, you know, most of the guys are pretty young, you know. They're, they're anywhere from 22 to 26 is probably... Our average age on our team. We're looking at a, a picture here, and they obviously built this incredible arch for you guys. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> which is just impressive. Yeah, I took coach. I took a picture from the we we, we got a hotel room right by the uh, you know the staging grounds on uh, the grounds of the arch, and I took a picture of the crowd down there, and it was just impressive to see yeah. all those people out there the way they were, you know. Oh, it was for sure. I just, I was kind of blown away, honestly, just going through the whole parade and how, and the people and how crazy it is and cheering and how many people. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable. I don't know if you had even had time to think about your legacy in the city of St. Louis. Uh, you know, being a Philadelphian, I, I just, we wanted a Super Bowl here for the longest time and it didn't happen. And then, you know, the Eagles hired, Doug Peterson and a lot of people scratched their heads, and then lo and behold, Doug Peterson brings the city first Super Bowl, and so nobody in the history of the rest of the world will ever be able to do what you did, which is bring the first Stanley Cup to St. Louis. Have you has that sunk in for you yet? 
I don't know. I, I honestly don't think about it like that. But, I mean, I know I'm part of, uh, you know, the first Stanley Cup in St. Louis, which is a great feeling for sure. And, um, you know, anytime you're part of something first, um, you know, it's going to go down in, in history, you know. Um, so I look at it, I'm part of the team. You know, I, I was a head, I'm, I'm the head coach, but I just view it as part of the club and uh, just like everybody else. So, I mean, it's a great feeling, no doubt, guys. But, uh, um, you know, I'm just enjoying it right now. Cool. When are they going to scrub uh, interim head coach and make it official head coach <laughs> of the St. Louis Blues? Because I think you earned it. <laughs> I don't want. I just want to be interim. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, less less pressure. I, I think. Yeah, re- remember remember the imp- when you renegotiate. Remember all this because yeah, yeah. that that'll be that'll be the the deal. But I mean, it it is something. You know, I, obviously, Casey brought up the Eagles and how fantastic that was. Speak comfort to us in Philadelphia, and I mean, it also provides you know us with uh, you know. Listen, we have a great team here, and and there's every possibility, but. From your point of view, you know, what can you impart to us about, um, you know, how, how you never count a team out? Well, yeah, I mean, um, I, I, you know, I, I'm pretty impressed by our team to go through uh, January, February, and March. And uh, when you're – so, first of all, just those months in general are the hardest months in the NHL, in my opinion, because you have so many teams fighting to get into the playoffs. Um, it's the hardest hockey that goes on throughout the season. And we were on the road for two and a half months. And it was incredible to watch our team uh, win hockey games night after night. It was incredible. And for, for me, it all boils down to character and leadership is the biggest key. And I believe that in all sports. But you got to have good character. You got to have good leadership. And it may take some time for that to come out and 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 be put in the right place on the ice. And that's part of coaching is to get that out of your players and to get them to lead in the right way and you know the character and all that. And so everybody's part of it, and they all have a piece of it. But that was a grind that we had to go through, and. To get ourselves, we ended up with 99 points. It's a pretty good season. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Where we were. That's now, a lot of winning in, in a few months, short months, you know? Yeah. So now, it was impressive as, it's impressive as I've ever seen in hockey for, from me personally. Uh, that, that, uh, three months we went, went through. And then in the playoffs, I think what really helped us throughout the playoffs is after a loss, we were so tough mentally and we preach mental toughness most of the time uh since i took over that was one of the biggest things about being mentally tough our mental toughness was at an all-time high and we just let things go and moved on and our goalie was was a real example of that for sure yeah but that's that's a big thing and uh we did that throughout the playoffs because you have to if you want to be successful in my opinion now you mentioned character but how much of it also is a cheesy 1980s pop song (laughs) (laughs) well Uh, you gotta have you gotta have something like that to go along with the story right yeah well and and listen you know it it was this bizarre philadelphia connection that's why part of the reason why i was i felt I had this wild connection being here in Philadelphia, but I grew up, I'm, I'm originally from St. Louis. I grew up there and this strange connection between the two cities was, it was present everywhere while I was in this week. And I heard people talking about it. Freaking Anheuser-Busch put it on their 
Bud Light cans. I saw that, yeah. It said, Gloria, Gloria. It, it got that big. And that all started here at Jackson, South Philadelphia. And it was just yeah. this wild little tendril between these two cities that's that's kind of joined them together. And, and, and believe it or not, uh, Craig, a lot of people were talking about a movie, wanting a movie being made oh, about oh. the team, and that would be a big part of it, too. The song and oh, the wow. connection to Philadelphia and all <laughs> these things. I'm like, the more I thought about it, I'm like, yeah, you went from last to winning the championship. You had this weird little song tied into it. First time in over 50 years. I'm like, that does kind of have the makings for I a good movie. I could see Steve Carell playing Craig Berube. I'm Steve like, I'm, Carell? I'm, I'm yeah, already cool. like casting this movie. This and I'll great. play Laura Brannigan. <laughs> <Right>. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, but uh, that, that song was, was a big part of this, and you're right. There always needs to be something, some added little thing that that yeah. uh, that threads through it all. But um, are, are you kind of sick of hearing the song by now? <laughs> well, I, to be honest with you, I would never listen to the song. Never. <laughs> and, um, but, you know, I kind of started to like it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah I think there's every, every reason to like it now, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So. Craig, as, a, as a, uh, a petty Philadelphia fan, not only was I rooting for the Blues, but I was certainly rooting against Boston. And, and I yeah. wanted to point out something uh, on air because it was – Interesting slash funny to me to watch Brad Marchand leave the ice with seven seconds left in the first period and have you guys score that second goal. Did you notice that when that happened when Marchand was not out there and essentially turned into a brief power play for you guys and you were able to score that very important second goal? Well, I knew he was out there when we came up with the puck and we were attacking. He was playing defense because he was backing up a defenseman. But that change happened over on the right. I couldn't really see that. He went off the ice. I didn't see that till after when I watched uh, the game and stuff um, after. So I didn't see that till after. It was kind of a weird play by him for sure. And then obviously Petrangelo comes in there. He's got a free lane right to the net. And that's a real big goal with seven seconds to go in the period in the Stanley Cup final game. Huge. I mean, oof, huge goal. Great play by uh, Petrangelo. And in my opinion, I thought he was the best player on the ice on both teams. I know Bennington had a great first period for us. But I really thought that our captain was our best player on the ice. Wow. I got to say, uh, when it comes to the sport of hockey, um, the the players play balls to the wall all the time. And, and what was impressive to me was that, uh, you know, as, as the seconds were closing out and, and the championship was, you know, all but eminent, uh, everybody on that ice was playing. You know, the Boston Bruins were playing as if they can they can make a comeback even though they're down three goals and there's 30 seconds left. And you're like, dude, it's almost virtually impossible. But they never let up until, you know, the very, very last seconds. And, and I, you don't see that a lot in other sports. Like, it just doesn't happen in football, uh, you know, baseball, basketball. Like, when there's a commanding lead as, as you know, the, the game's winding down, they just don't, you know, seem to play as hard in the hockey, they do. Yeah, I, I, well, listen, first of all, I, I mean, there's been goals scored in, in the Stanley Cup Finals. Um, I know Chicago did it against Boston. They had seven, uh, scored two goals in 17 seconds. So things do happen quickly in, in this game. So I, you know, it's part of this coach's job. And, you know, the players know you just, you, you play till the end. That's what they're taught. And that's what we teach. And you play hard till the end. And our, you know, I'm glad our guys did because you got a 4-1 lead. I don't know, there was like two minutes and something left in the game. I mean, you know, it's just a lot of time still that anything can happen. So don't take a chance. Hey, uh, Craig, what do you feel about uh, this uh, video of you giving the team a speech in the locker room right before they head out is, is making 
making its round on on social media. I just want to point out, though, before you comment on that, mm-hmm. four f bombs, four goals. <laughs> I think there's a connection there. Uh, but but what well, do you th- what do you think about that? I mean, you were you were being very frank. You were saying speaking the way you speak in a locker room. How do you think about the? What do you think about this uh, video making the rounds? Well, I mean, I don't. I personally, it's hard. I don't like stuff getting out like that. And you know. What we do in a locker room, for for me personally, it, it's you know I like it to stay in there, but you know it's part of the, the game and the, you know the NHL they want to promote things. So, I mean I'm a direct guy, you know I don't uh, they, my players know that and they know how I, you know how I'm going to talk and what we need to do and you know I just I wanted to get them pumped up, ready for the game and go out hard right away because it's you know we're in a Stanley Cup final game. You know, give it everything you got and go play. Hey, Herb Brooks was was dropping f bombs right before the U.S. won in 1980. So I think it's uh, that's I right. Think you're in good company. Yeah. You know? Well, it's not like not like everybody hasn't heard it before. Yeah, right. Yeah. Potty mouth means victory. <laughs> yeah, and uh, Herb Brooks's players hated him, and your players love you. So whatever you're doing, you're doing right. Um, we had uh, Bernie Ferrant on the show last week, and he said that yeah. uh, he expected Bennington to have a great game on the road. Uh, and Bernie was right, and you know, he was talking about he, Bernie knows goalies. Is, is there any uh, rhyme or reason as to why Bennington and the, your entire team, in fact, um, Craig, played better on the road in the postseason than they did at home? Yeah, it's, it's a hard one to figure out. You know, all I, all I can really say is like I do believe on when we're on the road, um, there's there's always less distractions for me. Uh, but I think just our game and the way we play, we're way more. We're a way more simpler team on the road. And we play a d- defense-first mentality on the road, uh, which is obviously going to help our goalie. Um, you know, I think at home we try to tend to open things up more and play more of a skill game, and that's not our team. You know, we're a tough team. We grind it out. We play, you know, a hard forecheck and physical style of hockey. And just looking at all the stats and everything throughout the playoffs that I went over, we we're just way more physical and hard to play against on the road for some reason. At home, we tend to try to score. It's kind of a, a weird thing to say, but we try to almost score too much at home, and it it goes against us. Wow. Okay. We just want you before we let you go to reveal uh, any other secrets that you may have for our Flyers <laughs> who face you next year, well, if you if you'd be the, willing the to the do flyers that. Are going in, they're they're going to be fine. They're going in the right direction. Okay. Um, <laughs> They are seriously. They got a lot of good young players, uh, young goaltender that's going to be a good goalie. Um, you know, you, you, Drew and Voracek and these guys are still good players. They're great. Produce. Yeah. You know, it, it just takes time sometimes, and it just it just has to come together at the right time, and then anything can happen. You know, so there's a lot of positive to look forward to, and uh, I'm always uh, I'm always rooting for. You know, deep down the Flyers. You know, I love the Flyers yeah. too. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, obviously, I got a new home now, but that you know, I'm still, I still come here in the off season, and uh, again, I look back at my whole career and uh, guys like Paul Holman and Bob Clark, who, you know, did everything for me in my career from not only a plan but a coaching, and uh, I always still have that in my heart and respect those guys and love those guys. Give our best to Braden Shen as well. I was happy to see him score a yeah, goal in Game will. Seven. Yeah, you got it. Excellent. All right, thanks, Coach. We appreciate it, Craig Berube. Yeah. Congratulations, and uh, thanks for being on this morning. So, yeah, they did it, man. Because a win for them 
is a loss. No. Well, it's a loss. <laughs> yeah, it's a loss for Boston. Thank you. I think I was going to say a win for them was a win for us. I guess it would be. Yes. Got it. Yeah. For and the, it is. Nobody wanted to see Boston. Nobody <laughs> no around here wanted to no. see Boston. No. No. Enough. It was, it was absolutely enough. Uh, I got to throw some love out to uh, Mike Monteclavo and uh, and Petey and the guys at uh, Jack's NYB because I, I met up with them uh, while I was in St. Louis and knew that they were going to be there. Um, they, they were, the word was they were going to have a, uh, a float in the parade. Unfortunately, it fell through As at the thought, last yeah. I, I thought it would have been perfect. And I think the crowd would have absolutely loved it because I'm telling you, man, it was the story everywhere around there. If I mentioned I was from Philadelphia, people would say, oh yeah, you know about this place. And I would either take the time to say, yeah, well, I do a radio show. We had them on. We know who these guys are. But you know, I just like, I just wanted to hear the story from them. I was at the airport getting ready to fly out, and there was nobody else in the restaurant, me and one other table, and that's all these guys were talking about. He's like, yeah, I, I ran into these guys earlier at the airport this morning. You know the story about this Jacks NYB? It's very and, cool. And they started explaining what mummers were and everything, I was just being a fly on the wall listening to it. So you've been to two championship parades in less than two years. Can you compare the two? I mean, I, they're very yeah. different, different times of year and different sports, et cetera. But um, the Eagles parade was was massive. Uh, and we got to broadcast from it. This was your childhood and your growing right. up years and, and, and meant something different to you. Difference is uh, the weather's much better in the summertime. <laughs> yeah, yeah. To be yeah. outside all day. But it was freaking cold at the at the Eagles parade. But I would say, um, you know, both had the excitement of first time. So that's that was the thing they had in common, both of these parades, that everybody couldn't believe this was actually happening. So that was really, really cool. Um, the size, this is a much bigger city than St. Louis, so it was more massive on Philadelphia's, uh, in, in the scale of in Philadelphia. Although I have to say the view of the arch was a little more impressive. That's cool. Uh, we're just seeing that, uh, that many people in, in that ground. But the production of the parade route itself, of the way the players were and the, and, you know, the team represented, the Eagles did a much better job. It's also a bigger team too. You got to keep yeah, that in yeah, mind. There's true. you know fifty more players, players, more yeah. staff, yep, more yeah, yep. everything. Well, one thing that any city uh, that wins a championship needs to take note, and I don't know if, if the fly, if the uh, Eagles were the first to do this or not, but when we were set up and broadcasting live along the Parkway, and we saw all those video screens. And then about three hours before the parade started, they started showing the game. Yeah. Brilliant. Yes. Should be done anywhere. Absolutely brilliant. And I'm surprised that they didn't do that in St. Louis. They didn't have video screens and start playing the game because that gives people something to do and get just as excited a second time around again for. Because you remember when they scored, scored, the crowd was going crazy. And it was so cool. They did have a guy with a a megaphone describing the game. Oh, okay. (laughs) But uh, is this just crowd noise? It's just crowd noise. That took a lot for them to get that here in Philly, and, and uh, it also had a lot to do with not playing the sound and uh, it being completely rebroadcast uh, in its entirety. So there were some things. So maybe for some reason they couldn't get it done. Yeah, I, I don't know. Plus, it, and it would it rained heavily earlier in the day too oh, for, in, in St. That Louis, could have been so it. That, that could have been an issue as well. But 
I would say the production of the Eagles Parade was much better because they had those big confetti cannons that would, you know came out in front of the buses. And you got to have that. that all over confetti, the place. Confetti means everything. And they were cranking up music through the sound system as they, as they were coming through. Now, this was a lot of fun and really, really cool. But right. now, once they got to the actual stage uh, on, on the, the grounds of the arch, that production was a little bit more slick than what they had at the art museum, I thought. So it was a little trade-off of each. Sure, sure. Um, so can you just talk about, like, just your experience getting there uh you know just the idea like it, 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 the thought came into your mind i don't even know if the thought of going to the parade was your original thought or if somebody in this room planted that seed or well, i i kind of i said it out loud i'm like man i wonder if i could get to the parade i kind of yeah. said it like that and, steve, and then you let it go yeah. and then steve just goes you should <laughs> And I go, really? And then my, you know, well, I wasn't right. really serious said, about that. But now let me. <laughs> yeah, you just go, and then uh, yeah. you know, and and uh, and then try to make it back to the to the blood. I'm mean, joking, but I mean, obviously, <laughs> it's again, it's you make these decisions, and how many times in life do you, you know, you cannot. If you miss the first time ever, you can't yeah. ever reclaim that. Right. So this was the first time ever. We had it covered because Pierre was going to be there, and we had all the, you know, the, the whole deal. And look, you know, it was a historical blood drive, so there right. we go. But I I, I will tell you, I, I, this will be the only time I ever do something like that. <laughs> I mean, it was, if, if, they, it. if for some reason it were to happen again next year, I'm not going to go. There's no. no way I'd go. But it was the first time in, in the franchise history, and I've been, you know. The organization. In the organization, thank you. Since I was a little kid, I've been a fan, so it made sense to go. Um, but well, next year you'll be at the uh, Flyers. <laughs> but you almost missed oh, the I flight. I hope so. Yeah. That'd be really awesome. Yeah, be almost missed the flight. Dude. Oh, really? So I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't know that on Friday, traffic on the Blue Route starts around noon. Yeah. I did not know well, that. Yeah, people like to take early. Noon. Yeah, beach traffic. Two. 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 Noon. Yeah, some, I figured, I figured maybe two, three o'clock. Okay. Something like that, but it was it was noon, and I mean, and you almost missed the. Flight. I mean, from Westchester Pike to <laughs> ninety five. Oh no, dead traffic. So fortunately, I had Waze, and I'm sitting there. And I'm like, I look at Waze, and it's like I'm getting off at Westchester Pike. What? And then it took me through neighborhoods. Uh huh. Oh it took gosh. me, Casey. I ended up Hi, Preston. going through all kinds of areas I've never been to before. I ended up down on McDade Boulevard, and then I could get on 95 from there. Did you go? end up going past my high school at all? Did you go I did. I went by O'Hara. So did I you ended up on to, Sproul Road. You're going yeah. past Casey's high school. <laughs> yeah. Well, I wasn't sure if you happened to see the deer that was uh, impaled on the uh, I looked. fence. Was Another there one? one? Yeah, be, uh, yeah. Another one? It, it happens. They, they, what, are they committing jump, suicide? They, no, they try and jump the fence. Into it happens the, all the time. Either the into or out of the graveyard, yeah. the cemetery. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, I, by later on, they had they put a tarp over it. They're like, this thing. Is it a little too heavy for me? So I'm just going to Honestly, though, if you've ever had deer on a stick, it's great. It's really good. Uh, but so getting on a stick, I was the last one to board the plane. Okay, I was the last one to get on the plane. Oh I was, and and I I meant to write on on Twitter. You know, Pierre would have been proud. <laughs> uh, that's not you at all. That's not me at all. And uh, no, but uh, but I made it just barely in time, okay. and and that was all good. But I tell you what, when we got uh, I got there in the evening. Uh, my buddy Steve picks me up. We go back to their house. Everybody gets their stuff ready because we had a hotel in the city. Went to the hotel. We show up at the hotel at 9 o'clock. There was a two-hour line 
Just to check in. Check no. in at the hotel? In. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Were they serving drinks? No, but we brought them with us. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so we stood in line, and there was an Emo's pizza within walking distance. So I walked off and got a pizza and brought it back, and we Smart. ended up having that. But, uh, yeah, it was it was pandemonium. pandemonium. And St. Louis is not a pedestrian city like Philadelphia, where there's always people walking around. It's in, more uh, business district, Yeah, isn't yeah it? exactly. Yeah. There's, not, not, there's not as much living space around there. And so... For this to be going on was a, a total anomaly. That's uh, why they the did I think we were surprised they did it on Saturday. I yeah. Because usually you do it during the week. You, right. you, you want to, to get that yield of everyone yeah. who's downtown. Right. But I guess they wanted to, make, because it was so historical, they wanted people to have the shot of getting in from out. People who otherwise would have been at work and not able to go at all. Right. right. So you met your best friend, Steve, who is a massive, massive hockey and blues fan. Yep. But did, did you run into anybody that, like, just by chance, like, uh, you know, only John Cougar Mellencamp? No, no way. Only, no, John Cougar. Hey, man, no. what are you doing here? <laughs> I'm on the radio. I'm a rock star. I know. No, it was pretty funny, though, because in the hotel where we were staying, we went, we watched the parade go by, and then we, we had a view of the of the grounds where the ceremony was taking place, so we were just going to go up on the roof. They had yeah. a, a pool up there and everything, and we were going to go watch it from there. Madame Curie? And so I get off of the, the elevator, and walking to get on the elevator, this girl goes, are you Preston? And I was, I'm, when I hear that, I'm used to a listener yeah, saying yeah. something right. like that. Right. And so I go, yeah, yeah, I'm Preston. How you doing? She goes, it's Maggie. So it was this girl Maggie Carhoff I went to high school. Oh with. no! Kidding. I'm your daughter. Is that your daughter? <laughs> no, it was, you son of a bitch. <laughs> so it was really cool to see her, and and uh, and I'm like, hey, this is Steve Lisick right behind you. And she turned around, so we all kind of hugged and had a moment. And I'm like, we're he- we're headed up to the roof. She's like, I'm going up too, so I'll see you up there in a little while. So she came up, and we ended up hanging out. That's why it's just... always problematic if someone around, even just around here, because we we. For radio, we get recognized a fair amount. Yeah. But you, you, yeah. Oh, you, I thought you were my uncle. Right. You know, it's like you can't just assume because radio is the, uh, you know, we're, we're obviously TV is much as you would imagine more visual. Yeah. But tracking down Mike and the guys from Jacks was kind of fun. Uh, was it like uh, because he had I, I had Pokemon te- Go? Why well, texted? Uh, <laughs> and by the way, he, the, these are the guys from uh, Jacks NYB, the whole Gloria thing, and the and the tie in with the team. Um, I texted him when I got into St. Louis. I'm like, hey, dude, you know, I'm here. Because he had, he had texted me before I took off. and was like, hey, we're meeting at like 1.30 at this bar. You want to come by? I'm like, I'm not even getting there till like 8 o'clock tonight. So I got there and I texted him. He's like, hey, we're going to this place. Uh, and, and the team's going to be there. They have a VIP room or something. And I told my buddy Steve, and he's like, he's like, it's a total 20s bar. It's like a meat, yeah. mar- you know, meat market. And I'm like, I don't know if we want to go there or not. And I got a text back from Mike, and he's like, hey, there's like 500 people in line. Just tell them you're with Jax, and they'll let you in. I'm like, yeah, right. Uh-huh. I'm not going to do that. So the next, late, late, late that night, I get a text from him. It's a picture of him drinking out of the Stanley Cup. <laughs> you're like, son of a bitch! No, I didn't, you know what, I didn't care, because yeah. I know what a mess it would have been. It would have been me trying to go, hey, look at me, yeah, let yeah. me in, please. And I don't like doing that. Who are you? I was really stoked for those guys. I was sure, like yeah. really sure. excited because it had come full circle for them that they had been a part of this thing from the beginning and it blew up into this big sensation in that town. And next thing you know, they're hanging with the team and they're drinking out of the Stanley Cup. That's so, pretty damn cool. Is the lesson seize the moment? Seize the moment. Seize the moment. Most definitely. Carpe and, City. And then, so I, I I called him the next morning as we were trying to work our way up through the parade route before it started. 
and he answered the phone, and I could. It was like his voice was like. Uh, <laughs> it's like, like Stallone. I'm like we had a night last night, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I eventually tracked him down. They have met some people from the city that had a a truck. A uh, flatbed truck set up on the parade route, so they'd be raised up. And I went over and said hi to him and hung out for. Her. They let they let me climb up on the truck for a couple minutes. So I took a cool picture, and then now get then, off. <laughs> then we got out of there. Uh, but they were, you know, they they couldn't believe it was all going on. But they're like royalty there now. So they got to know. hang with John Ham. Yeah. Oh, did they hang with John Ham? Yeah. And one of the fo- a series of the photos that they posted on Instagram, which is uh, the Jacks. You could have hung with John Ham. The Jacks and Madden. There's a picture of uh, of them with John Ham. They're drinking out of the cup and they're hanging with him. I would have been more excited to hang out with John Hamm yeah, than, than to drink from the Stanley Cup. Or to drink from John Hamm. Oh, I didn't even think of that. But, um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm happy for those guys, and I'm glad it turned into that that big sensation. So, And they also said our sister station was beating up on them pretty good. Oh, really? On the air last week, yeah, over at the Fanatic. Uh, yeah, well, they, I think their issue is people... Um, acting as, as if this was like the Flyers winning the Stanley Cup or whatever. Okay, well, yeah. whatever. Those guys were telling me, dude, this, their 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 assessment of it all was like, we're just having fun. Yep. Yeah, and that's all there was. Life to is it. for the taking. And I'm like, yeah. exactly. You know what, folks? You don't have to take this stuff quite so seriously. They're just having fun. Yep, they're having a good time. Let them have a good time. The we- Flyers aren't in the race anymore. Have some fun with the rest. Enjoy some hockey. Hockey's a great sport. Yeah, put things in context. Now we do understand occasionally people will kill people for fast food, and that we understand <laughs> totally. <laughs> it ends up in the bizarre file, but yeah. honestly, understand what's really important. They 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 got to squeak a lot more out of this season. You know what I mean? And yeah. really, and and uh, have just the party of their lives. So it was. It was pretty awesome. So cool. I'm, ha- I'm happy for them. Look at that. A, a, a record blood drive, and you got to do something you thought you'd never get to do. Yeah, for those who, who missed out on the news, we, the Presidency Show, and you, which we couldn't have done it without you and all the people that support it, managed to have the biggest blood drive in the United States. 1,416 pints of blood were uh, were taken at uh, the, I believe, for presidency blood drive on Saturday. Amazing. Went way beyond what I thought we'd ever get, Steve. We just kind of, we floated the word out there, yeah, we want the record. And we never yeah. do that. We never, ever, ever no, do that. Because mm-hmm. it's all good. And we, yeah. we, would only, we don't even set a, a goal for the camp out. Yeah. But if so, if this, everything bears out, and it seems to be bearing out, in one year, we had the largest single-sponsored food drive yeah. in the country, the Camp Out for Hunger, and the largest single-day blood drive in the country can i recap just my week alone real quick and that's part <laughs> sure. of it all right say so, oh my son graduated from high school on uh on monday right uh we accepted a, a national award from the national association of broadcasters on tuesday yeah. uh and then uh wednesday was my 20th anniversary for my wife and i steve's 60th yeah. birthday uh, the Blues won the Stanley Cup. So this yep. is for me personally, you know, Crazy. in my life. The Blues win the Stanley Cup. I fly out for a, a, something I never do, a, a, a whirlwind weekend yep. to watch the championship parade. And then we have the largest blood drive in the country on Saturday. Yeah. And I know I'm missing Father's something. Father's Day! And it was Father's Day. Oh, yeah, the kids. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's been the week alone. Uh, it's, it's pretty. Just, it's a pretty great week. I can't believe I survived. You can honest. retire now. I went to bed at seven forty-five last night. <laughs> no man. To just to, you, just you to, missed the U.S. Open. I know. But Don't worry, dude. They ever all the top three guys were trying to lose for the last nine holes. It was were terrible. They? Well, Ugh. 
But anyhow, <laughs> but anyhow, it's it's a it's a wonder I'm alive. So back to do the radio show and feeling good about it. And uh, we got to take a break, but not before Steve. I want to give away some tickets to your event. It's the Mutiny on the Moose show on this Thursday. Thursday, yeah, yep. six six to nine. Preston benefiting Max Fund, and there's a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, you know, you, 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 uh, we, we have, uh, the, for the price of the ticket, which we hope you purchase, and we're going to give away some, I know, Yards Brewery, Chatsford Winery, Stateside, uh, Vodka, Revivalist Gin, plus all of the desserts from the Mixie Chicks, Zaz Ice Cream, Nothing Bun Cakes, Tuckins, uh, Tasty Bites from the Mashaloo, Entertainers, and all that stuff. We want you to come down, but you have a chance to win, right? Yeah, caller number 12, let's do that, 215-263-WMMR, and we'll give you a pair of tickets. And by the way, I have some stuff that I have to say here oh. that I gladly want to, but Zaz Ice Cream. Love them. Uh, produced seriously from scratch ice cream, sor- ice cream, sorbet, and individually messy ice cream sandwich creations with an emphasis on locally sourced ingredients, house-made inclusions, and baked goods, and ingredients produced by small companies with similar values. You can visit online at Zaz. Zaz Ice Cream, that's spelled Z-A-S, icecream.com, or at their new location, 6616 Germantown Avenue in Mount Airy. So caller number 12, we will give you a pair of tickets to go to the event on Thursday. It's one hell of a party. 215-263-WMMR, that is the number. We're going to take a break. When we get back, Chris Terrian is in our studio, and there's an event coming up on Wednesday that he would like to promote, so we will gladly do that. We'll be back in just a moment. Stay with us. 93.3 WMMR presents Jackson's Local Shots Artist of the Month, the Greg Silver Band. Celebrating our area's best talent, bringing it to you on air, online, and in the community. See and hear more at WMMR.com, keyword local shots. The Greg Silver Band, Jackson's local shots artist of the month. Sponsored by Family and Company Jewelers. Find a band that rocks her world at Family. 93.3 WMMR, everything that rocks. Mutiny at the Mushaloo is, it's Mewtwo coming up on Thursday. And uh, we have lots of friends here providing some goodies to eat, including Mixie Chicks Macaroons. And uh, French macaroons or macarons. Macaron. Huh? Macaron. Yeah, I had to learn how to say it myself. Okay. All I know is that they taste freaking great. Uh, with an American flair, and each of their macarons are made mm. by hand with uh, fillings mastered after, after hours of, of experimenting and perfecting their recipes. Simply the best macarons you're ever going to taste. You can visit them at mixychicks.com. They will be at the event, of course, along with many other people. And I can give away some passes to that event. So we'll take uh, we'll take callers number eleven and twelve at two one five two six three WMMR, and we'll give you pairs of tickets to go. So it's on Thursday night, six to nine p.m. Another cool event coming up that we're going to tell you about in just a moment. That is on Wednesday. But first, let's get a look at traffic. Kathy, what's going on this morning? A few things happening in New Jersey in Hamilton Township, one ninety five westbound at Arena Drive. We've got the right lane blocked. Uh, it's because of a downed tree, and it is backed up uh, from the New Jersey Turnpike. <coughs> excuse me, to Broad Street, forty two north jams at forty one. There's an accident in the left lane, 55 northbound heavy from Deptford to the 42 freeway, and then on the White Horse Pike westbound at Cross Keys Road. That is closed right now because of an accident with a down signal. 95 southbound jams from the Betsy Ross Bridge through to Girard, uh, the Blue Route to Highland Avenue. On the Schuylkill eastbound, we're backing up 202 into Belmont, the Boulevard to Girard westbound, University to south, the Boulevard out to Belmont, Blue Route to 202. 422 eastbound slows Oaks to 23. On the Pennsylvania Turnpike westbound, we're heavy from Willow Grove.
Grove to the Mid-County Tolls, and then the Blue Route Northbound Jams 95 to Route 1, southbound from Media to Route 1. This traffic report brought to you by Acme. Summer is better at Acme. Whether you're firing up a grill or grabbing a snack for the game, Acme has everything you need. Acme, your favorite local supermarket. And that's your traffic on 93.3 WMMR. All right, thank you, Kathy. We have two guests in our studio. They are here to promote an event which is coming up in Atlantic City on, uh, is it Thursday? I have Thursday written here, but I heard it was Wednesday. 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 Is it Wednesday? It is yeah. Wednesday. It's okay, Wednesday. So I want to make sure that's correct. Street Life Concert is taking place, and this is going to help raise money to help provide a supportive and safe environment for people recovering from substance use disorders. And so first, we want to welcome a friend of ours. You know him from NBC Sports Philadelphia, uh, doing the pre and post game at Flyers Hockey. Chris Terry Yay! is here. Good great to, here, to be here, guys. Thanks for being here, man. It's Always great to see you. Celebrating a cup this weekend, but the wrong cup, the wrong <laughs> I know, city. Wrong city. <laughs> but and, you know. a connection. We'll yeah. take it. Yeah. We'll take it. We, Absolutely. Yeah, we want the main one, though. And right. and also we have here with uh, the nuts and bolts of the information, because it's through the, the uh, Henson Foundation is a... Uh, is part of this whole thing, and in fact, it is a whole thing. We have Jen Hansen, who is here this morning as well. Hey, Jen, how you doing? Hey, how you doing? Doing wonderful. Nice to see you. So, so all right, so first of all, the event's on Wednesday. I want to get that right. Wednesday. And uh, before we talk uh, to Chris about, you know, all things that, that are going on with this and some hockey as well, um, tell us a little bit about the, the uh, Hansen Foundation, please. The Hansen Foundation um, really was started to help people in recovery. I myself am a recovering addict, 23 years um, sober. And, you know, we just, we raise a lot of money. We have sober living houses. We have an organic farm, the Enlightened Cafe down in Ventnor, New Jersey. And we raise a lot of money to help put people into treatment and sober living. Can't have too much of this going on because obviously within the word epidemic is used and it's appropriate. There's a lot of people in need, but there's a lot of hope and a lot of people who who can turn their lives around. We see it time and time again. Here you are, decades, you know, after the fact. It can be done with the right group of caring people. And uh, so anything like this we support. We think it's great. Yeah. And so it's a music event. So you're going to have members of... I think the Grateful Dead and Jefferson Starship and all that type of thing going on. Yeah, so this year we're our theme is celebrating the 50th anniversary of Woodstock. So we wanted to get some original performers that performed at Woodstock. Nice. So right have... now, this might be the most successful tribute to the 50th anniversary. Yeah. Right now. <laughs> the because the actual real. main one is sputtering out. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we have Slick Aguilar from Jefferson Starship playing. We have... Um, Rob Paparozzi from Blood, Sweat, and Tears, and Tom Constantin, which play with the Grateful Dead. Cool. And uh, Zach Nugent from Jerry Garcia Band. Okay. Um, so, yeah, we have a lot of great talent. And I noticed you're wearing a crystal. Are you kind of a hippie chick? Uh... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I followed the Grateful Dead around the country for a long time. Nice. <laughs> all right. Well, this is perfect then. Chris, what's your connection uh, to all this? Well, you know what? Like Jen, I'm somebody who's been in recovery. It's not something that I've made public. Uh, mm-hmm. I guess I have now. But uh, you know what? I, I was, it was somebody with the stigma of hockey, and I, I, I see a lot of it. But uh, I was someone who uh, had been uh, sober many, many years. Uh, drinking was something that went with the stigma with hockey. went along with it. I was raised, don't do drugs. Drinking's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know what? And that's where I was. And, and now being a father to uh, a 20-year-old and three other teens almost, you know, I realized that to stand idly by for myself uh, would be a disservice because, as you said, I mean, this is an epidemic. Yeah. And people's lives are, are, are changing. Families' lives are changing. 
because kids now, uh, unfortunately, kids or people in general now uh, involved with these drugs. The drugs are a major problem, and people's lives are changing because of them. So to get uh, for me to say that uh, you know alcohol is still prevalent, it's it's on every single corner we pass. Uh, it's still a major problem. So. When I talked to Jen, I'd been looking for a couple of years to try to find a way to uh, a, to find a rehab to endorse, to work with uh, in a partnership. Um, and, and really, if someone needs a great place to go, Enlightened Solutions is an unbelievably beautiful campus down uh, by the shore. And it's a place that I felt, uh, having looked at other ones, it would be a spot that if I if I needed treatment, I'd want to be there because it's full of love and it's a safe haven for people. So people who who have a substance abuse issue and they decide to do something about it and and uh, and and get sober and get cleaned up, that's a personal decision. It's nothing that that is anybody else's business. Uh, you've kept quiet about it for a while. Mm-hmm. Why is why is now the time to go ahead and, and speak up about it? Just because I know the impact I've made on my family. I've I've had kids flourish through their teens where I knew that if I continue, you know, I I didn't come. You know, I was a hockey player. I, I, I was, uh, I've been in the area now 25 years, and it's been the greatest experience of my life. Uh, but when I was able to see my kids become the people that I'd want them to be as a father and to see their mother being able to watch those kids grow and flourish uh, without having somebody in the house dependent on a substance, I think really transformed my thinking in saying that now. And then when, you know, when I look at you turn on a radio or TV, and you hear about the multi-drug deaths in Burlington County or another county over the last month, it's mind-boggling, and it doesn't have to happen, and it frustrates me. So for me to come out, share my story, share a little bit about what that was, uh, is is ultimately the point that I want to drive home with people and get them to the treatment that they need. It's a difficult, difficult thing uh, for family members to be able to, to look their loved one in the eye, say, hey, you need to get help and you got to do it now. You know, some people, I, I think we hear a lot <clears throat> of people need to hit rock bottom before they, uh, they make that decision. I don't think that's necessarily true. I think that maybe you can take a look at yourself and, and before I get to rock bottom, I should make a decision. Now, did you have a, a bottom moment or did it just kind of go, you know what, I think I really need to turn things around? A little bit of both. Okay. Uh, but, you know, I think any, anybody that I think has had a dependency on alcohol or even a drug, I think you probably have multiple rock bottoms. And yeah. you, when you look yeah. back, you're not really sure what was the ultimate rock bottom. And I know, Case, you're thinking, you're looking at me well, too. Well, there's like, a kind of a funny saying about rock bottom. It says, you know, it's something along the lines of, uh, once you think you've, think you've hit rock bottom, well, here's a shovel and you can keep on digging. <laughs> so, yeah. right. Yeah, yeah everyone's and, bottom is different. Right. Everybody's that bottom is different. And, uh, and ask any know, proctologist. <laughs> yeah, you can, you can Absolutely. Sort of, uh, <laughs> arrest your, your uh, addiction at, at any stage and just, you know, hope that it doesn't go any further. Jen, I wanted to ask you about um, the. the where we are as far as the opioid epidemic is concerned, because years ago there wasn't the awareness that we have now. And lately there has been like, uh, you know, like people can't say I didn't know or maybe they can, but it's not for a lack of trying. Has there been a decline or or a plateau or is it just as bad as ever? It's just as bad as ever. I yeah. mean, we we still are seeing st- so many people dying just within our own community. Mm-hmm. I mean, every week there's, you know, people that are trying to trying to get clean and stay in recovery and, um, you know, sometimes make the choice to go back out there. And the difference is, I think, today is that the drugs are so much stronger that mm. people are dying, like, first use. Yeah, by like, far. Just yeah. dying. 
That's and, crazy. You know, we I mean, when I used drugs, we had real heroin, <laughs> you know, and people were ODing back then, but it wasn't the fentanyl that it is today and it's just like taking people out. It's mm-hmm. it's in a lot of the different drugs now too, not just the heroin, it's in the cocaine. Chris, I want to ask you about the connection that you mentioned it a couple of times, but uh, in between hockey and, and drinking, because, I mean, you know, Preston was just uh, in St. Louis where they're celebrating and there's Budweiser's and people are drinking beer out of the cup and it, it, they kind of go hand in hand. Um, they're almost inextric- inextricable when you talk about celebrating a hockey win and drinking anything afterwards. Uh, it, was it difficult for you to to separate the two, to drink uh, the drinking and the, and the hockey? You know, I, I, well, during, you know, when we played, I mean, I r- rarely, no, almost never, the times I played with guys, I mean, it was a drinking community. You mm-hmm. know, you'd go out, you'd, you'd be on the road, and you'd head out for your beers with your guys. And I think what happens is, is you control it till it controls you. It starts to decide to control you, and you don't know why. It just takes over. Uh, but it was at the, you know, I, I think I, I might have been telling you the other day, I, I love what uh, Samuel L. Jackson was on 60 Minutes last week, and, and someone said, you know, how, how was it a problem? And his best answer he gave, and it really hit home was, "Well, it was at the end." Yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah. and you know, and I, and I, it, you know, it's all fun and games. Is you know, you go out with your buddies, and I have some great stories, but I have no regrets. Mm. Uh, I've had a great life in this area. I, had, I was lucky enough to be drafted in this city, and everything I have is because of 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 being in this community for so long now. But yeah, I mean, I think now when you get removed uh, uh, away from it enough, uh, I'm still around hockey. Uh, that the other part of it just isn't isn't part of my my daily regime well, anymore, and that's the separation part of it. I mean, ultimately, they're, they're, listen, there are there are legions of people who have no problem, and can, you know they they handle what they handle, whether it be you know yeah. whatever. Obviously, you can get into hardcore drugs and stuff like that. That's that's another issue. But the, the, you know, uh, for, like my brother, who's been sober for for many years now. Um, you know, he he was he was cursed because he could he could perform his job well, and they would never affected his job. And he was you know, but he he hit that point where it was like. Oh man, this has gotten away from me, and yeah. and so. Uh, but um, the thing to he's he wants to impart. And he's always been very open about it because he wants the word to get out. Um, he considers that day, you know, where he completed the program, his birthday. You know, that's when his life he feels really began, right. yeah. and his life really did begin. You know, found a woman as a, as a kid now, and, and life is just is, is just fantastic. So uh, uh, for, there is that there if you can make it there, if you have the right people around you to help you. Mm-hmm. And 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 don't cast off that fear of being, of being in need and being in need of help because so many people want to do it so much you don't realize how many people want to help you. Yeah, and, and you know you make a great point and like Jen Jen's done amazing things along with her, uh, a lot of the people that they've had uh, to bring awareness and to get people into treatment. They have a detox here at Enlightened Solutions again, which is a part of the hard part is getting people initially off. Yeah. Whatever, whatever they're addicted to, and getting them clean and sober before they can begin their journey. Um, you know what? I, I just think that um, it's it's such a. <laughs> you, you make a good point though when you say your brother with the birthday. Yeah, uh, it is a, it is a restart point, and yeah. I look at it as a uh, a moment of hope for myself and for other people to say, hey, there there aren't other people out there that have had issues with it. Legions, yeah, yeah. Legions. and legions of it. And and I'm I mean, you can go through a list on on, on the internet to see who's had issues with yeah. it. To me, I'm I'm no different. Just a human being that had uh, a, a major road bump, yeah. and, and I know what it's like to go through it. Well, I just uh, I you know I think people need to understand the importance of of asking for help. Um, yep. And there's there's no shame in it. And also this idea that that rehab is a bad place. Um, you know, I remember getting a call from a friend of mine who 
was like, oh, my gosh, my brother's in rehab. And my reaction to him was like, well, that's great news. And he was taken aback by that. And I said, well, do you want him out there? Do you, do you want him out there using or, or, you know, doing whatever it is that, that they're doing? What would you rather them do? Would you rather them be in a facility where, you know, it, it's a safe place where they can, you know, um, fill their toolbox, you know, yep. you know, if they really want to attack this thing and fill their toolbox and stuff. And and I also think I need to express the importance of going to a detox if you have alcohol dependency issues, because a lot of people don't realize how actually fatal and dangerous coming off mm-hmm. of alcohol can be. A lot of people think, you know, go go watch the basketball diaries and they see people, uh, you know, coming off of uh, heroin and, you know, some of these other issues. And they don't realize that alcohol coming off of it is uh, is. Uh, alcohol is the most very, very dangerous. It's an old yeah. saying. They say if you put five alcoholics in a room for three days and lock the, the door mm-hmm. and come back three days later, uh, do the same thing with heroin addicts, five heroin addicts. You're going to have uh, five ticked off heroin addicts and oh. probably three dead alcoholics. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Um, did you help? Did you get help along the way, Chris? I did. Okay. I did. All right. And how about you, Jen? Oh, I'm yeah. sure you had a support system, right? Yep. And uh, and that's exactly what you're raising money for is uh, yeah. is and and there's a few different things because I'd read uh, anything from um, scholarships and supplemental needs and so forth that the uh, Hanson yeah, Foundation so does. We we do we raise a lot of money to help scholarship people into treatment and sober living. I mean, what people don't understand is that this it's not like you go away for thirty days and it's over. A lot of these people have to stay in sober living. A lot of People come and stay for up to a year um, or 18 months and totally change their life. I mean, it's not just a quick fix and you can go back to, you know, living the way you used to live. Mm -hmm. You have to completely change your life. And I think people want that. You know, they they want that quick fix and they want, oh, well, you know, it's, it's been 30 days. Everything should go back to normal. And that's not necessarily the case. And I think I need people to look at you, Jen, and, and you, Chris, and, and myself. I got seven years sober. Yeah. Um, and um, you you really do have to work at it. You have to surround yourself with some strong um, people. And, uh, and, and it, it may take time. Sometimes it takes longer for, for other people. But you will get to a point where you have an immense... Uh, amount of gratitude and uh, and for like yourself chris and, and jen like you know the, there's another saying is you keep what you have by giving it away so it's like okay well i just now i'm at a point now where i want to and i should help some people yeah because what i have uh, you know as a sober individual like i want that struggling addict to have because i know that they can i know that they can it's uh it's not impossible it's it's simple, but it's not easy. The message is one of hope, and that's really where yep. I'm at because I see the changes that I've been able to make and they're for the positive. I see the way my kids are uh, without having maybe having seen a drunk dad through their teens, and that's not the case I'm at. They, uh, so really it is. that That is what I'm, I'm here for is a message of hope uh, because I, I'm here, and I know Jen's here, and we did it, and I'm telling people that if you are struggling, you can do it too. Yep. You absolutely can do it. No doubt. Uh, yeah, this... I know if I can do it, anyone can do it. I mean, I was just as bad as any person out there. And, it, it, you know, it took a total and complete life change. But one thing is I had the willingness. And that's where people struggle. I think they don't always have the willingness. And so that's where people's bottoms keep getting lower and lower. If they, you know, don't have the willingness the first time, then they 
Guess Sometimes what? have to come back again and maybe have the willingness yeah. the second time. And, and we're all loving life, and that's the other point. Yep. Is like, dude, we're all living life. Guess what? At the end of the month, I never thought I'd going to be able to do this. At the end of the month, I'm going to three fish concerts, and I'm going to go to them sober again. Yeah, and, me too. And, and yeah, <laughs> yeah. the Street Life concert is is coming up Wednesday. Harris in Atlantic City. I'll, I'll get you the details in the moment. We just we should talk hockey for a second yeah. too, Chris, if you don't mind. Yeah, uh, you're good friends with Craig Berube. Oh yeah, uh, pretty excited that he <laughs> managed to get the win, right? We were cheering like uh, it was my brother. Yeah. That's at the house at the ninety one, and uh, you know I, I obviously can't say it on public, but if you want to get a great, a great look at Craig Berube, uh, who he really is, the nine second video of his little pregame speech was absolutely the best. Yeah, I promised uh, I promised Nick I'd share a great Craig Berube story, and it's one. It really is. Maybe the best on ice story that I could probably oh. bring up from my, from my days in playing a long okay. time. We're playing the New York Rangers. The last game of the year it was an NBC game or Fox, whatever it was, at two thousand, and we were first place in the conference. We'd already clinched, and uh, the Rangers were out of it. They were done. This was their last game of the year, so they called up this kid from Hartford who ended up playing a few years, named Dale Purinton. Craig Ramsey was a coach. Roger Nielsen was on hiatus with uh, his cancer treatment at the time. And so Rammer tells us before the game, Barubi, we've got some other tough guys, said, listen, I don't want anybody fighting tonight. I don't want anyone doing anything. It's our last game. They're done. We're playing Wednesday in the first round of the playoffs. So this Puritan's a pretty tough customer, and it's his first game. So he wants to leave a leave a mark on, on the game. So the first 10 minutes, he runs Mark Recchi twice and fights Keith Primo. <laughs> right? Now, that's not what you want. Your captain's fighting when we need him in the yeah. playoffs. So Barubi's on the bench, and he says to us, I got this, boys. Don't worry about it. Nothing will happen again. <laughs> so I'm like, all right, we can't wait to hear this. So there's a timeout on the ice. Barubi skates right down to the New York Rangers bench, right to the very end, and Brian Leach is sitting there on the bench, and he says, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to clean this up. All right. He says, hey, Leach, as loud as he can, he goes, I'm going to tell you how this is going to go right now. You're going to put your little pet on a leash, or I'm going to drag you to center ice, and I'm going to beat you to death in front of this whole stadium. <laughs> your home stadium. So, and we're like, oh my God, are you talking about Southern Justice, right? We look down and, and, and we see Leach with his arm around the kid going, all right, that's enough. That's no one. There wasn't another hit the rest of the game. Oh my God. That's very cool. Wow. Ruby in a nutshell. That is, wow. That's hilarious, man. Uh, so, we, you know what? I, I, being from St. Louis, excited about the cup. Yeah. Flyers got to get one, man. I'm, I'm just, yeah. you know, every year we start off so excited and, and ready to go for the season and things happen along the way and there's little, there's little glimpses of, of glory that happen and then they kind of correct themselves, but you know, we're hoping for, I'm with you guys. You know, I know the team's on the upswing, I, you know, yeah. there's been a couple disappointing seasons with the playoff loss and then not making it last year, but you know what? Uh, they have a great young group of a core group here that they have to build on. I uh, made a trade last week, probably going to get the young to stud defenseman, Ivan Provorov, some help with, with the Niskanen trade yep. from Washington. Uh, I'm going to miss Gudis, but this is a team that's on the rise and people have to remember um, that there's only one team lifts that cup at the end of the year, right? And the other yep. 30 teams go home disappointed. Yep. That's that's really the what happens. So I just miss competitive playoff hockey. I mean, I, I, it was I, great, wasn't it? Yeah, it's, yeah, it is great. Except when your team's not in it, and mm-hmm. it's there's nothing for me quite like it. It's edge of the seat. Um, but the Flyers, uh, I, I'm really at the point now where I'm pissed. I'm tired of, <laughs> of mediocrity, and and I I don't mind them blowing some things up 
to try and improve. I, I you know, going through what the Sixers went through over the last few years, the the, the resor- results um, speak for themselves. And I, you know, the Flyers at this point, and I listen, they're my favorite team. I love them unconditionally. I'm just ready for them to to start turning things around. And they, I think it starts in net, and they're finally they've done that. I think they finally uh, they found a goaltender that's going to carry them for years. He's the real deal. Yeah, uh, he he absolutely is a real deal. I mean, I you know I I I couldn't say that about maybe somebody else in the last eight years. Maybe they were you know were gap fill kind of goalies or good guys, good or, guys, yeah. good goalies. Like you know, Briz was supposed to be maybe a little better than he was here. Things didn't work out with that. They tried, but this kid is the real deal. I love his demeanor. Uh, and I think the city of Philadelphia is going to really, really enjoy uh, his play for a decade, hopefully 15 years. Nice. Sounds good. Looking forward to it. Uh, in the meantime, the party is going on on Wednesday, HansonFoundationNJ.org. To get the tickets, we will post that. In fact, we've already posted it on PrestonandSteve.com if you need the information. And, Chris, you're going to be there for the event? Yes, for sure. Excellent. So uh, make sure that you... Get your tickets and go to it Wednesday in Atlantic City at Harris. Good luck to you, Jen. Nice to meet you. Thank you. Nice hope, to meet you, too. Hope the event uh, goes wonderful. Chris, always great to see you. Guys, man. a pleasure. Thank Appreciate you so it. much. Chris Terrian, Jen yeah. Hansen. We're going to take a break, and we'll be back in just a moment. Stay with us. What's new? Glad you asked. News. Everything that rocks. I'm 93.3 WMMR. I want to give away the last passes we have for the Toy Story 4 screening, which is tonight at the King of Prussia IMAX screen. UA King of Prussia. So we'll take uh, five callers. I think I have five of them. Yeah. Five or four. 215-263-WMMR. Is it four? I'm sorry. Leave me alone. Four callers at 215-263-WMMR, and you will be able to go tonight. Make sure that you are there by 6.30 because it starts at 7 in order to get your seat. We want to get you in in time. Uh, let's do the Bizarre File. Now, bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre, bizarre File. All right, let's begin with this story. While on a dream vacation in Bali, Indonesia, Judy Hicks thought that it would be a great idea for a family of five to make a day trip to the Ubud Monkey Forest. <laughs> Ubud. Mm. Over 750 monkeys live in this extraordinary wildlife sanctuary. Most are fairly well-behaved, but one monkey not only let himself down, but let the whole forest down. During their visit, a family from Australia asked a local guide to take their photos so that they could remember their experience. At that point... One monkey lunged for the camera and immortalized itself with a couple of selfies that it took. Uh, And according to uh, Judy, she said, as I was flicking through the photos afterwards, I noticed that one of them, in one of them, the monkey was actually giving us the finger. (laughs) It's hilarious. It is pretty funny. It looks straight up like the monkey is just going F you and holding up his middle finger. She said, Suck I, it. she said, I showed my husband, and we both started laughing. We thought that it was hilarious. Uh, they Ju- probably get sick of taking pictures. Uh, Judy said that the unforgettable image was one of the highlights of their entire trip and added that it would be uh, not long before she and her family returned to Bali. Uh, you might expect to see extra glasses under a bar, but not a possum. A family was dining <laughs> 
at an Applebee's in Columbia, South Carolina on Monday when they spotted a baby possum crawling underneath the bar. Oh, they do Possum Tuesdays, don't they? No, uh, I, they, I think yeah, they yeah. do Possum oh, Tuesdays, cool. yes. Uh, Adrian Nico snapped a few photos and took a video of the animal crawling over what appears to be containers for garnishes that go into mixed drinks. You know, it's great when they bring out that big steaming plate of f- f- deep fried possum. <laughs> Uh, she posted the video on Facebook and noted that the manager asked her to stop taking pictures of the creature. Stop uh, it! She said she paid her bill and left. Applebee's later released a statement saying, in part, that the isolated incident occurred following a heavy rain. Follow her and break the camera. And that animal control removed the animal before the affected area was cleaned and disinfected. Uh, this is pretty damn funny. Uh, math is great and all, but two size eights don't equal one size 16 <laughs> when it comes to women's clothing. No. A woman who ordered a size 16 beanie, a bikini bottom from Boohoo and was she was ended up being sent two sized eights instead. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> Seriously. You can do that, right? <laughs> yeah. This doesn't fit. She added to uh, make matters worse. It's crushing my junk. The proper size 16 b- bikini top is very small. She says the boohoo has given her a freebie and apologized and uh, told her to send the package back along with a note. But two size eights. That's Don't awesome. they routinely sell though different different uh, size bottoms and tops for bikinis? Don't that, know. Kathy? Right? Is that yeah, a thing? They, yeah. They, people oh. will. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Uh, retired clergyman Norm Self is enjoying life as a porn star at the age of 85. God bless. Uh, he has made four movies in two years and urges older people to opt for the, quote, mind-blowing sex life that he is lapping up now. Guys, uh, <laughs> was good. Norm, who is not paid for the work, said, My housemate asked me if I'd be in a film. I was invited in, and all of a sudden, all this attention comes to me. Teacher, I got a bad grade. He said it's almost like <laughs> it's almost like having a party. That's one of the things I admire about this way of doing porn. He said uh, we are going to have sex anyway, so why not make it a liberating and bonding experience instead of hiding it away in the shadows? He said if the universe grants me another ten years, who knows what will be happening with sex? I lose. I use blue emu because it doesn't <laughs> stink. <laughs> the ladies love it. Hey, before I get aroused, I put a little blue emu on the penis. You know, yeah. it doesn't stink. It what? It doesn't stink. No. And then we have sex <laughs> for an occasion. You know. He said, "My 85 year old self is more vibrant than my 45 year old self." Except, that, uh, you know, it doesn't stink. He said, "It's as though my erotic energy has taken over and inhibited me." There's a difference between being erect and rigor mortis. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Norm's, <laughs> Norm's r- remarkable life story is being told in a documentary in the UK, uh, which contains graphic scenes uh, called OAPS, which is retired uh, oh. you know, or pensioners. Okay. O- OAPS on the game, the sex business. Mm. And now he wants to send a message to Brit pensioners uh, from his home in North Carolina. He said, uh, one of the sad things about aging is that a lot of elders give up on sex. Uh, Norm grew up in Alabama, was surrounded by religion, joining the clergy when he was 18. He met his wife when he was in his 20s, and they were married for 28 years. But during that time, he realized that actually he was gay. Oh. And after separating... this is gay point he's doing? Yep, exactly. Oh. After separating from his wife and moving in with a man he calls his housemate, he was asked via a friend to join the porn industry. 
And uh, Norm was unconcerned about the church's reaction. He says he's really happy doing it. I also realized yeah. I preferred vanilla to chocolate. Hey, and did you guys happen to, speaking of old men genitalia, uh, did you guys happen to see the thing that I retweeted yesterday? No, I did not. Oh, my God. It is so funny, and it's. I feel bad for laughing at this. But there was a guy who was sitting on stage at some sort of conference or whatever, and he's older, right? And he goes and he crosses his oh, legs and, it, it, yes. and, and pinches his nuts. His balls back. get crushed and you can see it on his face. And oh. he reacts. Oh, press. Wait till you see it. You ready? Here you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Die! He like jerks his head back really hard. There was one though. Die! A, a picture got retweeted. I think Sid uh, Wilder put it out yesterday. It was a picture of Anna Nicole Smith. <laughs> oh, Have you remember this picture of Anna Nicole Smith marrying... What was his name? Smith or Hunt? Oh, yeah. yeah. I forgot yeah, the, his name. And you've got to see this picture. He is this wizened, gelatinous glob of <laughs> flesh sitting hunched over in a chair, and yeah. she is standing up. Why no one s- just said, stop this. <laughs> this is a travesty. I think they did. Yeah. I yeah. think he, he did not well, care. Well, they complete. Yeah, he did. Yeah. He did, did he not did. care, but oh, my God. Yes, I remember those. Oh, that was horrible. All right, do we have to wrap it up? Yeah. Okay, Aww. all right, there. That's what we have in the Bizarre File. Um, does Steve have a, a moment or two to plug, or do we... All right, we, we got to move break. on. Yeah, yeah. We yeah. got to take a break. When we come back, we'll tell you all about Mutiny on the Mushulu Mew 2, which is coming up on Thursday, and we may even have some tickets for someone to win. You'll have to stay close. We will be back in just a moment. Make sure you remain here. Love Preston, Steve, and WMMR? Check out WMMR.com for more of everything that rocks. Diamond jewelry doesn't have to be expensive. Have fun buying jewelry for someone you love and don't hate the price you pay. Feel the difference online at IHateStevenSinger.com with free shipping. Buy real diamonds from a real jeweler. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Hey, uh, Monday Preston and Steve Show. I literally... When my alarm clock went off this morning, I was I couldn't figure out if it was Friday or Monday. It wasn't like a Monday or Tuesday. I was like, am I at the end of the week or the beginning of the week? And unfortunately, it ended up being the latter, but you know. We got good things this week. So Saturday, I woke up at the time I normally wake up during the week. I you know, was up at 3.45 just to get to the blood drive and get everything set. And so yesterday, I'm like, well, at least I can sleep a little bit later. I woke up at 3.45. Oh, no. I thought it was Monday. Not good. Yeah, yeah. Well, here we are on a Monday. We'll do the letter today for the Word of the Week prize. And then by Friday, we'll give away Casey's favorite things, like a whole bunch of them uh, from Metro, Metro by T-Mobile. And I'll give you the uh, the details on that in a little bit. Uh, another uh, giveaway, not right now, for the Mutiny on the Mushulu, uh Mewtwo, but a big plug Orama yes. would be a good time to do that now. Steve, you want to give all the information? Give all the information. Thank you. It's this Thursday from 6 to 9 at Benefits Max Fund, which is the charity my wife started at Benefits, uh, Feral and Homeless Cats. And it, it is a central fund, the way Phil Abundance is a, is a food um, center that different char- charities and organizations can pull on. The fund is there to help out other animal organizations and people who do TNR which is a trap, neuter, and release, and, and, and keep cat colonies down so that they don't get killed, and sometimes horrible things happen to them. It's a fund that's used in multiple different ways, and uh, we're very proud of it. So it's going to be at the Mashalu, which is a wonderful place on Penn's Landing. Rain or shine, you're covered. Uh, as we said before, Yards Brewery, Chadsford Winery, Stateside Vodka, Revivalist Gin, they're all donating stuff, so you pay your ticket price, and you can drink and, and have a good time. Plus, you've been hearing about them this morning, the delicious desserts from the Mixie Chicks, Macron's, 
Zaz ice cream, great nothing bun cakes in Ardmore, tuck uh, tuck ins, all natural s'mores, and of course the Mashaloo has incredible food that they'll be passing around as well. Entertainers include DJ Perry, up close magic from Mike Palladino. We have a strong man, baby faced Reed, a juggling and giant bubble show from Douglas Stafford, a crazy cat lady, Asta La Vista, a drag queen who's going to do a number. We have Cameron Catastrophe, who does this tennis racket contortion, and believe it or not, she's going to take uh, tips. Uh, for the uh, for the mutiny, you can staple the money to her. That's a uh, Whoa, that's really? a cool thing. Yes, uh, human tip jars, what she's called. We have still works, all that stuff. Plus professional tarot card readers and a photo booth. Uh, compliments of Philly Photo and Film, character artists, and so much more. But he get this: our wonderful sponsor, Arm and Hammer. They're going to pay for your parking, and if you use Uber, you can get five dollars off your ride both ways. Use the promo code Mutiny Event in the Uber app, and you're you're covered those ways. So. There's really no excuse not to come. Nick's going to be there. I know that uh, Pierre's going to head on over, and uh, uh, it, it should be a great time, but it all benefits. Listen, even if you don't even care about the, if you're a dog person and hate cats, it's going to be a great time. So come on down, and we appreciate the support. You can get your tickets at PrecedentSteve.com and also at MaxFun.com. That's M-A-C-S-F-U-N-D.com. Of course, you know PrecedentSteve.com. Click on the Mutiny banner and buy your tickets. Nice, and uh, we'll do another giveaway in a little while. Thank you. But right now, we need to do today's lesson question. We are going to give away for today's correct answer a pair of tickets to MMR Rocks Sublime with Rome at uh, Skyline Stage at The Man on Tuesday, July 9th. So the question that I asked this morning is, what food item is best to cure a post-coital <laughs> headache? 215-263-WMMR. What food item is best to cure a post-coital headache? Let's see if you're listening and know the answer. 215-263-WMMR. While you're calling in, we are going to do the trash. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. All right, Steve, what kind of stories do we have today? Well, 54-year-old Wendy Williams' new boyfriend, boy toy, boy toy Mark Tomlin, is reportedly sick of being labeled a gold digger, noting that he takes care of himself. Tomlin says he makes his own bed and always does his homework before video games. <laughs> Nick Cannon announcing that he's coming after Regis Philbin's record of having appeared on TV for over 17,000 hours. Not one to take things lying down. Regis sent Cannon a video of Mariah Carey giving him oral. Oh, oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> the fight is on. Wow. And finally, Kim Kardashian West was at the White House with President Trump on Thursday to unveil a program to help former inmates travel to job interviews. Trump was so impressed with Kim's hard work that he gifted her with an engraved nuclear submarine. That's oh. <laughs> All right, we shall see if you know the answer to the, the question, what food item is best to cure a post-coital headache? 215-263-WMMR. We're going to go to James, see if he knows the answer. Hey, James. Are you there, James? Hmm. That's... Hmm. No, I, I hit the oh, button yeah, and yeah, it yeah. was James. So uh, even hit the James button. Let's go to Keith. Hey, Keith. Uh, good morning, Keith. Good morning. Hey, bud. So, what uh, food item is best for a post-coital headache? That would be the turkey leg. The turkey yes. leg is correct. So. All righty, hang on just a second because we're going to get your information and we are going to set you up with a pair of tickets to MMR Rock Sublime with Rome. Skyline Stage at The Man on Tuesday, July 9th. Tickets are on sale now. Ticketmaster.com, MMR VIPs. You can head to WMMR.com for another chance to win tickets. Plus, passes to meet the band. Let's get to music news. Now, 
Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. Yeah. All right, and it's brought to you by A.D. Moyer. A.D. Moyer Lumber is celebrating 80 years of supplying quality building materials and service. Four generations, one family, and one commitment. You can learn more at admoyer.com. Uh, Chris Cornell's widow and ex-wife are locked in a legal battle over the dispensation of his estate, which is estimated to be around $20 million. This is so sad that yeah. this is going on. Vicki Cornell filed a petition to administer Chris's estate following his death. She lists the sole beneficiaries of her husband's last will and testament, uh, which was signed in 2004, as herself and the Cornell Family Trust. Vicki has two children with her husband, Tony and Christopher. Uh, however, Cornell's first wife, Susan Silver, and the daughter that they have together, Lillian, are claiming in court that they are owed child support from a 2004 divorce settlement. Uh, Susan also believes that she is owed a percentage of Cornell's royalties. Uh, they want an accounting of the estate to determine just how much they are owed. Vicky has objected to both claims and is seeking to dismiss them, but both parties are also apparently attempting to settle their issues outside of court. Some of the issues stem from uh, college tuition payments for Lillian, who took a leave of absence from school without notifying the estate. So it's, uh, yeah, it's Harry. Honestly, so again, we say if you can write it out exactly where you want, whatever you have to go, Mm -hmm. where you want it to go, because this stuff is a mess when it happens. And that stuff you you need to reassess every couple of years, too, in case there's been some changes. people piss you off. Some dynamics that right. have changed. Yeah. Exactly. The Black Keys revealed in a new interview with Loudwire Knights that the name of the band's ninth album, Let's Rock, was taken from the last words of a man who was executed in Tennessee on a day that the band was in the recording studio. Wow. Isn't that wild? It's kind of cool. That's kind of <laughs> like just do this or just do it with uh, Nike, right? Yeah, the, it was the guy in an electric chair. Yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah. Uh, that's, uh, okay. Well, so is this guy. Yeah. He was in an electric chair. Frontman Dan Auerbach explained the coincidence was so strange and just so absurd, absurd, adding that it added a darker, more absurd turn, tone to uh, what on the surface sounded almost like a cliche. He said, we can't just do that light and fun title. Do you remember Gary Gilmore, executed by Firing Squad? Yeah. His last words were, I like big butts. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah. Well, that was inspired. That's where it came. Yeah, down the road. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Eventually, inspired a certain. Off- it's amazing how many people are executed who would be incredible songwriters. Yeah, didn't know that. Sir Mixon. Yeah, uh, the man who was put to death in the man was put to death in the electric chair, uh, which is now the image on the cover of the album. Arbeck said, "People like Metallica and ACDC have used that image, and it looks amazing." But we're not that kind of rock band. We just can't be that cocky, I guess. You know, Ted Bundy wrote We've Got Tonight. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Which you would think for a killer. Yeah, it's, just, yeah. it's just the absolute opposite of this brutal man who wrote yeah. this tender love song. Yeah. It's a great party song. Though. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, let's rock. Well, and therein was the dichotomy. <laughs> yeah. the, the complex person that was Ted Bundy. Uh, was Ted Bundy. <laughs> Gentle I mean, songwriter know. and brutal killer. I know you're playing. <laughs> Gentle songwriter and brutal killer. Says <laughs> that on his tombstone. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Let's Rock, by the way, is out on June 28th. Uh, the duo have shared three songs from the disc so far, including the single Low High, which I played earlier this week. Hitler morning. wrote Baby Shark. Uh, <laughs> it did start. Yeah. 
It was Germany, a German right? song. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I know we don't have a recording, but what would that have sounded like <laughs> if you were? Baby shark, Slow it down, Adolf. Slow it down. <laughs> it was originally yeah. Baby Shark. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, but... Didn't like a little baby shark. I don't like this. My children are frightened. I did was not aware of the history of that song at all. Wait, this is that this is the German version. It's the original, right? Yeah. No, it was, it was most popularized by the by German Hitler. version. No, not by Hitler. <laughs> by the German version. It existed well, right. around here. The Fuhrer really wants to soften his image with kids. <laughs> and, and he has a song in mind. Wow. All right, uh, this is an interesting story. Nick, I'm curious if you heard this. Eddie Vedder recently reunited with a Dutch woman uh, whom he had befriended after a show in 1992 and did not see again until last weekend after 27 years ago. Yeah, it's pretty cool. You see this? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Pearl Jam played a show in the Dutch city of Utrecht back in 1992. And I say in all sincerity, Dirk and Flirk and After the show, Vetter spent most of the rest of the evening talking to one particular Dutch woman who ended up going to a cafe with him and giving him a ride back to his hotel on her bicycle. Uh, the two had Did he ride on the handlebars? Uh, the two... <laughs> we... <laughs> this is pretty scary. I'm afraid I'm going to fall on my face. The two had an immediate connection. Uh, but they never saw each other again until last Wednesday night in Brussels, Belgium. That is pretty wild. Uh, Vetter played two solo shows in Amsterdam last weekend, and at the second show, he asked, uh, is the woman who gave me a lift to my hotel in 1992 maybe here tonight? He said, Can I, you let me ten bucks? He said, I'm almost certain that I would still recognize her face. Wow. Uh, no one came forward, but um, I guess it's a uh, maybe... Uh, a magazine or a uh, a newspaper, Het Perul, investigated and found the woman. Her name was uh, Valeska Custers, who is now married and has three children. Custers remembered the night vividly, including that Vetter wore her backpack on the bike but forgot to give it back to her. She now operates a store called Custers Last Stand, and it's wonderful. And By the way, is Nick McElwain here? <laughs> no. She said uh, she, no, I'm not. she tried to meet up with the singer again at a few other Pearl Jam shows over the years, but it never happened. Well, this time, someone in Vetter's band showed him the uh, Hit Parole article, and Vetter's tour manager invited Custers and her husband to Vetter's show in Brussels, where they finally reunited. Jeez. Eddie's, uh, Preston, in this picture, Eddie's looking like an ATF agent. Yeah, you're right. We're in the hat and everything? Yeah. Uh, Better reportedly told Custers, you still have the same smile. Uh, he said that he kept the backpack, which contained her brother's shirt for years, but he had lost track of it, she replied. so She said he was really shy. No kidding. That, that, yeah, that they're, she certainly knew who he was, but um, that, that he was in, painfully in, shy in 1992. In 92? Yeah, yeah. Okay. And he that was his, uh, that's the way he was back then, right? Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that's really neat that they were able to, uh, to reunite and that he remembered that, you know, that's very some cool. those little moments in life yeah. that have a, a massive impact. And 92 is when they hit. Yes. I mean, they were I, huge. I don't know if it was by the time he did that show or right before then, cause that was a year that everything kind of changed. So up to that point, he had been attending executions to get song ideas. Oh dear. Yeah. God. And, wow. uh, well, <laughs> Sir Mix-a-Lot picked up a big one <laughs> and here it's all the rage. 
Trent Reznor has given his approval to a second Nine Inch Nails cover performed by Miley Cyrus for a newly released episode of the Netflix series Black Mirror. Mm. So I guess they're making a, another video of this. I watched that episode. What'd you uh, think? Yesterday. Uh, I watched all three of them. I, I thought they were just okay. Compared, ah. to the, compared to the last couple of seasons. And there's Listen, only four of them? There's only three. three. three just three episodes? I, I enjoyed them, but they weren't as weird as the last couple seasons. You guys have seen them, right? Do you yeah, think it's yeah. problematic bringing in celebrities like this? No, no. I don't think that's the <laughs> no, okay. issue at all. Story, I think it's yeah. the material. I think it's the story. Material's not there. And I, I, you know, they maybe that's why they only did three episodes. Is they didn't quite have the stories they were looking for. If, I don't know. If you're unfamiliar with Black Mirror, it's a great series, and and it has some of the most inventive, chilling, especially in the tech world we live in, troubling episodes you'll see. So yeah. uh, that sucks that they're not that good. Yeah, I thought the second one was my favorite one, Preston. Uh, which one was that? That was about? the one where uh, they were in the car in yeah. in that field. Yeah, of the three, yeah. I, I think so. And even that one was... Just, I didn't like the way it ended. I just it was pretty good. Because it was like, mm-hmm. uh, it, the way it ends is like, well, I don't know how it ended. Yeah, it's, it, it had a kind of left it hanging type of thing. But anyhow, they're worth watching. All right, they're, I, they're, I'm, they're, I'm going to watch them. They're worth watching, but I thought that they fell short of the last few well, seasons. Stranger Things is coming out soon, so... Well, that was a question I was going to ask about, because uh, I haven't watched any of the Twilight Zone, so this definitely has that Twilight Zone feel. Twilight but Zone is okay. It's just okay? okay. I think oh. it's okay. Okay. Uh, but anyhow, uh, a video for the for the first song, On a Roll, a reworking of Head Like a Hole, uh, surfaced earlier this month, while the second cover of Right Where It Belongs uh, was just shared by the streaming service. I used to, so when I was, uh, we went to the NAB to demo um, production equipment when they'd have the conventions in Vegas. They would have the other guys would be sitting around, you know, cutting Amy Grant songs together to show how the editing equipment would come. Yeah. My booth was blaring head like a hole. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, you got to stand out in the convention center, yeah. you know. Yeah. Uh, one last thing. There are three concert announcements. Ooh. Pass along, Ooh. yeah. So, um, do you want me to have music ready for that? Have <laughs> you even looked at them? I, I know what the first one is because Marissa's super duper. That's the one it. she's excited okay. about. So let's do music for that one, and the other ones I'll just kind of okay. rattle off. How about that? They're useless. Uh, let's see. The first concert is Sunday, September twenty second, and they will be performing at the Skyline Stage at the Man. And let me know when you're ready. I'm ready. Uh, do you want me to name the, the headlining band? Oh, yeah. I get off. I get off. <laughs> uh, no, it's Rancid. Marissa's a big Rancid fan. Marissa's a, she lo- she's a lover of all music, but she's definitely a punk at heart. And uh, Rancid will be playing with Pennywise, Suicidal Tendencies, The English Beat, and Angel Dust. Uh, so, Skyline Stage at the Man, Sunday, September 22nd at 4 p.m. Wow. And uh, tickets will be on sale this Friday at 10 a.m. via Ticketmaster.com. There's a pre-sale on Thursday. And you want to listen to Pierre Robert all this week because he's going to have a chance to win tickets. Pierre is a big Rancid fan. Uh, no kidding. Oh, They're a great time. band. They're a great band. Uh, big time. I remember when... It might have been in an A to Z or something like that, and he was playing some Rancid and had a lengthy break about how much he loved that band. Or he might have been doing a, a workforce block. I forgot exactly what it was, but he's a big, big fan, so it's perfect for him to be given away. Song credit on this, President Mussolini. No. Did Mussolini yeah. on, was being executed. On time bomb? Yeah. I didn't know that. Wow. Uh, yeah, they, they, they're they a fun band. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. 
All right, and then uh, this other show to announce is at the Foundry. Love the Foundry. Monday, August 19th. It's uh, Dinosaur Pileup. Monday, August 19th. Tickets go on sale Friday at 10 a.m. through Ticketmaster.com. And if you listen all week, Jackson will have tickets to win to Dinosaur Pileup. I do like the groove on this song a lot. All right, and then one more announcement. This show will be at Franklin Music Hall. Uh, And it will be Saturday, October 19th. And MMR rocks in this moment. (laughs) That was a good one. Well, I hit the wrong... It took a while, right? You hit the wrong button. Well, I hit the wrong button. What the hell? Oh, I hit this button. Oh, that's not a song you want to leave. No, this is... Um, Ladies and gentlemen. It's a great song. Are you ready to rock? There we go. That's a little bit better. Anyway, uh, in this moment with New Year's Day, D.E.D., and Little Myth Nasty. Mm. You're so nasty, <laughs> Sammy. At Franklin Music Hall, Saturday, October 19th. And tickets also go on sale this Friday at 10 a.m. via Ticketmaster.com. There is a pre-sale that's on Wednesday. And listen to Jackie Bam Bam all this week to win tickets. So we got tickets to all these events to, uh, for you to win. There are a ton of great shows throughout the summer. I, I mean, you know, we are we are blessed with a ton of great venues and uh, well, yeah. something's always happening. Yeah, The concert landscape has changed, uh, I think, dramatically over the last five, six, seven years uh, just with these awesome, awesome venues. And then we, we still have some of the, the great venues that you know oh, yeah. have been here for a long time uh, still, but uh, yep. there are some really, really great places to all right, so see live music. All those details available WMMR.com. You can get them as we take our last break. We are going to give away our last pair of tickets for Mutiny on the Mushulu. Um, you too. And this is Thursday, Thursday night, 6 to 9 p.m. And as Steve was saying, it's a full circus of events, not just great food from like Zaz and tuck in s'mores and nothing but cakes and mixy chicks and macarons who have all been here this morning. Yes. Uh, but loads of entertainment that's going to be taking place too, and booze if that is your thing. And the entertainment sort of wanders around. You're not forced to see, you go, you just relax. It's an extended happy hour. The entertainment's happening around you. And that's the deal. You don't have to, you know, sit and there's no showtime. It's just happening. We'll take caller 7 at 215-263-WMMR. Do you need to be 21 to go to the event? No. Uh, no. You can, okay. be, you'll just be wristbanded, if you know, so you can drink. 215-263-WMMR. And we will give you those tickets. So give us a call right now. We're going to take a break. Come back in a second. Letter of the day for the word of the week. Wrapping up. See what Pierre has in store for you as well. We'll be back in just a moment. Activate. The Preston and Steve Show Podcast. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. About 10.38 a.m. Monday morning, the President Steve Show. Hopefully yours is uh, flying by quickly and will continue to do so uh, for the remainder of Mondays because uh, we know how that can go. Uh, we do have some thunderstorms that are going to make their way into our area intermittently over the next uh, several days. Today, tomorrow, Wednesday. Thursday, all calling for scattered thunderstorms, and then uh, Friday, we might get some uh, some showers in the morning. So they're going to pop up from time to time. Some thank yous this morning on today's program. Uh, we had former flyer, current uh, interim head coach of the Stanley Cup champion, uh, St. Louis Blues, Craig Berube, was on yeah. this morning. 
And uh, the chief was in a good mood, as you can imagine, because he's now a Stanley Cup champion. But it was cool to have him on. Today. He said that uh, he and his buddy Derek Settlemeyer, who's the equipment manager of the Flyers, would like to swing by with the Stanley Cup at some point this oh, year. Oh, so, my yeah. God. Yeah, that'd be really sweet. That'd be really awesome. Yeah, so okay. he'll be back in the area at some point. He lives here in the offseason, and yep. uh, we'd love to have him stop by in the summer or whenever and bring the Stanley Cup with him. Speaking of the Flyers, Chris Terrian uh, came by today. Uh, Chris, uh, Chris and uh, Jen Hansen were here. Uh, street, they're promoting the Street Life concert, which is coming up Wednesday uh, at Harrison Atlantic City, and it benefits the Hansen Foundation. Uh, the their website is Hansen Foundation. Uh, nj.org and it's to help people who have substance abuse issues in several different ways and they've raised a whole lot of money and they're having this big party and there's going to be members of uh, Jefferson Airplane and Grateful Dead and, and all kinds of things that are going on. <laughs> this might be really your best bet for celebrating the 50th anniversary of Woodstock because yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, don't know, we don't know what's going on. With the others do. I want to thank Chris for opening up about something very personal that he has never spoken about publicly and an alcohol problem that he had. He's been nine years sober. I talked to him more after he left or after we got off the air and he's never publicly discussed that. And we didn't go into too much no. deep detail, but... You know, he he just said that's the first time he's, he's ever opened up about it. It's a very personal thing, but he wants to do what he can to help other people out. And I thought that was really cool of him to come on the show and do that. And he's such a great guy, so it was awesome to have him on. And uh, thank you to everybody here to promote uh, the Mutiny on the Mushilu Mewtwo, uh, Zaz Ice Cream, Tuck-In S'mores, Nothing Bunt Cakes, <laughs> and Mixie Chicks Macarons, who were all here. They brought by some decadent eateries that are eats this morning and just phenomenal stuff yeah uh so they'll be there thursday night thursday night from six to nine and you talk about the weather they have uh, there's cover there so yeah. you'll be on the deck enjoying the wonderful deck and you don't have to worry about the weather no matter what it is free parking free parking compliments of our arm and hammer sponsorship you know i'm a big fan of their kitty litter mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. <laughs> i don't just talk about it we use it at home in truckloads. Yep. So, cats. Yeah. yeah, 10 cats. Wow. Uh, Pierre Robert is here. Uh, thank you, sir. I wish I could have been there for your live broadcast portion of the I Believe for Presidency Blood Drive. I've always wanted a broadcast element for that event, and we got it, and we got the best in the business to be there, which is pretty amazing. It was still the PNS show. Yeah, it was. Pierre and Steve. Exactly. I've I formally committed you to everyone from here on in. So uh, <laughs> yeah. it was it was so good to have it. It was a good vibe, and history. Pierre, yeah. Did you hear the news? I. Didn't hear the news, so I was hoping that you're going to tell me the news. And yeah. I'm guessing that the news is the news I was hoping to hear. Yeah. Yes, it is the presidency. I, this year's, I believe, for presidency blood drive has been the largest blood Holy. drive in the United States of America. Holy Holy F. F. 1,416 pints collected. And that's after even wow. many more people came through because there's reasons why you get disqualified for the day. So think about the, the amount of people that came by to donate. You know, God, it's a, so it's cool. really, really phenomenal. It's, uh, it's a thousand thanks to everybody who came out. Uh, people were so nice, you know, and so patient. It's very well run, but, you know, it still takes a while for people to go through the various steps of the, of the thing, even when they're signed up and their patients. But we had all, you know, we had hula hoops out. We had all these fun things. Uh, Brent Porsche actually told me that he had broadcast from it one year. Um, I don't recall that. Yeah, we but... don't talk about that. <laughs> no, no, he, 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 he did a wonderful job. Yeah, uh, yeah. So this was apparently the second time, but um, I'd be happy to do it for as long as you do it. Yeah. Um, anything I could ever do for you guys, I'm uh, 
pleased to do, um, happily do. And how was the parade in uh, St. Louisville? <laughs> it, it was great. It was it was really cool. It was really special to me and to be with my best friend. My, my best cool. friend's name is Steve, believe it or not. Wow. About that. Um, and, uh, is he the guy you brought out for the U2 show? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. For so Joshua Tree. So tour. we've had some cool special moments together, and, and that was definitely one of them. I would have been on board for the blood drive, but it's the first time in... The, for the the history of that of the the organization uh for them to win the Stanley Cup and it was an important part of us growing up together so I had to be there for it and it was great we had a we had a blast as part of the Queen's Council I give you special dispensation oh, thank you your majesty yes, your Queen's welcome. the Bronx the whole thing mm-hmm. we had, one of our interns kept calling me sir all the time <laughs> yes sir yes sir and I go you've got to stop that and I know you don't like sir well I I don't mind I I actually call other people sir but he finally said well how would you like to address me? And I said, Your Majesty would be. <laughs> That's good. I like that. I like that. That's better. a start. Yeah, it's nice. a start. Yes. Uh, anyway, I'm so I'm happy you got to see that. That's so cool. And I'm so thrilled at that news on the blood drive. I, I we thought it was gonna be that way, and I missed the actual announcement when you when you gave it this morning. So I was uh, crossing my fingers, but pretty certain that it was gonna be the case, but we still didn't know when we left. Yeah. And no Steve and I were there till the very end uh, until the last folks went through and God bless you. You got there at six a.m. <laughs> you know, he Steve had done you know as you guys do every year, uh, amazing uh, uh, time spent on this thing. Did you give blood this time? Yes, yeah. Uh, they usually get us in first, so I gave two pints for Preston and myself. <laughs> yep. Uh, uh, but uh, no, it, you know, it, it's uh, again, again. Stop and think about it. The largest single sponsored food drive in the country. Yep. The largest blood drive, um, and that that we say that with the pride of you who have donated. And taking time to come out to these events, like Saturday, on a sunny Saturday, people lined up to, to give blood to the camp out. When you're working and carrying on your lives, you make time to come out and support this. Both are just the epitome of a community effort, and we couldn't be more proud. Well, and both, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. And both speak to uh, this profound need. Um, you know, there's no more profound need than feeding someone. Yeah. And there's no more profound gift than giving your own bodily fluids, the oil yeah. of your engine, your blood to help someone else. Uh, it's They're both as direct and as cool as can get. I was talking to the person that took my blood, and she said that uh, this time of year, and you and I shared this on air on Saturday, Pierre, but um, they get a lot of their blood from, from blood drives that happen in high schools, and schools are out for the summer. Mm-hmm. So their uh, supply goes way down in the summertime, and the demand goes up. So if you were not able to make it out on Saturday... There are blood drives that happen all over the place all week, and and find the one that's closest to you. Because if you weren't able to join us, uh, which we would have loved to have you there, but make a donation this week if you can. Great. Somebody posted on Instagram, and I, and I fell for it for just a second. They go, "Hey man, did you hear? They were one pint shy." <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "Oh man, wait a second. That's so, a good one. Thank you well, for that. You know, it was cool, Preston. At about uh, ten o'clock in the morning on Saturday, um, I forget who came by and said, but they said. Blood had already gone out, was processed Saturday night, and was heading towards CHOP Sunday. Okay. Really? Wow. Yeah. Right. Wow. Good work, everybody. Great amazing. work. Amazing. Amazing. Work. Just amazing. Uh, let's do the letter, my man. I say. Here we go. Preston and Steve on 93.3 Sort of say. The Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter. J is in June. All right. And we are giving away Casey's favorite things. 
from Metro by T-Mobile. What does that include? Well, it includes a $100 Fandango card, a $100 gift card to one of Casey's favorite restaurants, a $100 Hand and Stone gift card, and a family four-pack to Maury's Piers. Hurry in now to your nearest Metro store and take advantage of the best deal on wireless only at Metro by T-Mobile. You can see the store for details and terms and conditions. So we will give that away. On Friday, what's in store for this Monday morning? Well, as you had mentioned uh, and announced the great show, Marissa and I are huge Rancid fans. Uh, I am often in the mosh pit at a Rancid show, uh, believe it or not. I love that band. They're coming to The Man September 22nd up on the Skyline stage, which is an incredible place to see a show. And so I'll have tickets all this week, including today. We will have uh, Workforce Blocks of Pearl Jam, of Journey, and of Rival Sons, plus the vinyl cut. I uh, love it. Thank you very much, Pierre. And I want to thank our sponsors. President Steve Show is brought to you today by Duncan, the official coffee of the President and Steve Show. And the Preston and Steve Show runs on Duncan. Also, Acme, the official supermarket of the Preston and Steve Show and Winter Airport Parking. I just used them yesterday. Aren't they awesome? The fastest way in and out of Philly International Airport. Tomorrow is Tattoos Day, and we'll fill in the blanks from there on out between now and then. That is it. We are done. Rage on. Have yourself a great day. We'll do it again tomorrow, gang. Bye-bye. The Preston and Steve love you. Hate you. Live. This is for the bitch who got mad at me for ringing up her hummus too many times. And as I tried to correct the mistake, said, I can't abide such incompetence. I work hard for my money. Listen, ho, I work two jobs and you're buying a ton of cat food. I hope you die alone with your cat, stupid Next message. Get up, get up, get out of bed. Get out of bed, you sleepyhead. Congratulations, guys, on your award. Next message. I just got done working a 12-hour shift. And the last thing I want to f- do is, is f- traffic. The Preston and Steve love you, hate you line. Call 484-434-1333. MMR rocks. Brought to you by DellToyota.com and DellChevrolet.com. Jack, sell them for less. Hey, my name is Nate Bender from Checkpoint XP, and if you like video games, you should subscribe to the Checkpoint XP Daily Podcast from B-Pod Studios. On Checkpoint XP, we talk about the biggest stories in gaming, like the loot box controversy and the U.S. government getting involved with regulating video games. We also cover the latest news in the growing world of esports, like Nate Nanzer leaving the Overwatch League and joining Epic to jumpstart the Fortnite esports scene, or Tifu suing the esports organization that represents him phase clan and checkpoint xp gets access to some of the biggest names in video gaming and geek culture like sam regal from critical role and one of the best smash players in the world hungry box of team liquid so if you want to keep up on the latest in the world of video games make sure you're subscribed to the checkpoint xp daily podcast for new episodes monday through friday Find us at bpodstudios.com, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts.